Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, episode 193. We are going to be currently uh, streaming here to the cloud or to YouTube, and you can always find us at iFlyParamotors.com. Welcome, everybody. Look at this huge, huge group we got going on over here. We have a bunch of people in the chat. Hello to Kramer, Daniel Roosh. Hey, guess what? He's actually over here, too. Butch Fly, Tony Marzano, Angela Preslick. We got... Well, Butch Fly has been talking a lot. Hey, I've been talking a lot. We all been talking a lot. Uh, Scuba Steve, Tony Marzano, Will H, uh, Bill H, uh, Will Fly. Actually, I heard that Will Fly is uh, indisposed, and uh, some grave digger is uh, taking his place under Will Fly here. I don't know. We'll find out here in just a moment. Uh, we got Munchkin in the house. Kramer again, five fifty-five. Uh, we got a whole bunch of people, and uh, John Wayne is uh presenting himself to this amazing chat again he also helps us out over here he is a sponsor so shout out to you mr john wayne welcome everybody this is sean simons ppg grandpa over at ppg grandpa's bear motor podcast episode 193 season four gonna be season five here in a couple months unbelievable we got uh, the incredible larry shimard dude you have been flying for such a long time, and uh, one of the cool things that we're going to be talking about in just a moment, don't go nowhere, is you actually flew over the space shuttle. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. We're going to talk about this in just a little bit. We're going to say hello to our very <laughs> own Supergirl. Uh, para- <laughs> she flew in today. Uh, don't forget to unmute yourself, uh, Supergirl, so you can tell us some really cool stuff about your Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did. I doing? flew in. Welcome chatters, welcome viewers. It's Monday night and it's pre-Halloween night. So we all decided to, uh, I said, y'all got to dress up tonight. So I flew in at the last minute in my Supergirl because I'm Supergirl tonight. And uh, look, at my phone's already going off. Oh, it's her, it's Supergirl. But welcome everybody. Sit back, enjoy the show. Thank you chatters for joining us. I love you bunches and my viewers. And um yeah, that's all I have to say for right now because we got a big show tonight with Larry here. So y'all gonna love it. All I can say <laughs> is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also got our very own Butch Fly, or maybe he's uh, just doing the peace thing tonight. How you doing, Mr. Butch Fly? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great. Enjoying I'm, I'm, life and loving it. I'm digging the hair, man. What transplants yeah. or something? Yeah, no, I'm a hippie, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you really First be time in 15 years. I've had long hair. <laughs> you be really careful about that when you're flying your paramotor and get caught in that yeah. uh, prop behind you. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> well, we're so happy that you're here, Mr. Butch Fly. We also got Scuba Steve. Whoa, it ain't Scuba Steve. Who Who is this? I am the PPG demon. <laughs> i was thinking something like a sith lord but okay we'll do the pbg demon thing hey he's a ventriloquist knows how he said that i am a sdg I just posted a video on my first trike flight. If y'all haven't seen that, go check it out. I was flying with uh, John French, John Hawkins, Ty Hardcastle, I think his name is. 
and who else? Uh, oh, <laughs> I always forget his name. Nate Gill. There you go. I finally got his name out. I forgot yeah. about Nate. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had a great that. time. We we need to get you back on the show for that uh, that interesting uh, landing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, it was a sketchy landing. Um, the, I I earned my risky biscuit hat with that thing right there. <laughs> well, you know, if you would have hit it, you probably could have been inducted into the bad apple. So you're right there, man, right there. No, <laughs> I don't want to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I you... hit it, I would have had to quit it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the devil's hitting it and quitting it. All right, listen, we better move on before we get ourselves in trouble. We also got our very own Kevin Houston. What's up? Hey, hey, you're a hey. cowboy. How, how are you doing, sir? Doing well. How's hardy everybody? Partner. I mean, hardy partner. That's it. There you go. <laughs> so, how's the weather over there? How you How you doing? You riding your horses or you're you you flying a paramotor? Uh, well, neither actually. Uh, worked all weekend. Uh, and it's cold and rainy and nasty out. So, uh, that's no fun. Mm -mm. No. Hard inspecting stuff in hey, the rain. People in chat, that really is a hat. It's not a filter. Just yeah. so y'all know. See, he can actually it take it off. It looks like a filter, but it's not. <laughs> well, it is a real hat. Man, that's really bad when your hat looks like a filter. It, <laughs> it doesn't even look like it's connected to his head. Does he have no, it doesn't. That's hat on backwards. Crazy. Tell me you don't have a hat on backwards. I say no. it looks great. That's the back. All right. That's, if you say so, okay. All right. I was born, I was born in a cowboy hat. <laughs> I feel I feel sorry for That's the mama. Like, <laughs> sorry. So we're gonna run over. probably tickled to death. Yeah. <laughs> All That's right, let's go over ahead and go down to the Will Fly uh, slot. That uh, apparently Will flies in the background. He's a little scary thing in the back there. Uh, but what is this right here? Who 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 are you, sir? Hi everybody. Hi everybody. <laughs> Yes, uh, uh, Will told me to tell you all hello and uh, he could be here. He did have an awesome time Tuesday, uh, this past weekend hanging out with his buds in Tennessee and uh, got to experience a new LZ and got it just in time, too, just before the cold weather is setting in. So Excellent. it's going to be a great show tonight. I really appreciate Larry spending the time with us and Dan hey, jumping in. Right hello, Chatters. <laughs> All right. And hey. uh, Will Fly is going to be doing the spinny wheel of winning things tonight. So make sure that you at Will Fly, even though it's not will, really Will Fly, it's some sort of skull guy. Uh, he can put you on the spinny wheel of winning things. We also got Daniel Roosh. What's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? You look kind of scary there. What are you supposed to be tonight? Uh, I figured <laughs> uh, I just wear my normal costume since no one's seen me. <laughs> digging the beard man digging the beard so you fly paramos too right daniel oh yeah huh? yeah larry was actually uh my instructor yeah he told us about that so we're gonna definitely have to ask you a couple questions about larry the instructor but welcome everybody once again it's not about us it's uh, not about the panel tonight is always uh always all, only about larry and uh, Larry is an amazing guy. One of the things that we're going to be talking about is that he flew over 
the space shuttle. We're going to talk about that later. So we're going to talk about that later. So hold that, hold that thought. But he's been flying a uh, fixed wing. He has his p- private pilot's license since 87 or 88. I think it's seven, 87. Is that what we probably decided? 87. 87. Yeah. 87. yeah. Man, I'm still in high school. Don't tell nobody, but yeah. Uh, okay. That's, that's pretty awesome. And you've been a, a skydiver. You had, uh, you ran a skydiving, uh, from what 93 to 2005 you took a hiatus went back for some more time been flying yeah. paramotors dude uh this is going to be an amazing show tonight larry welcome to the show buddy thank you thank you thank you I, I i am ready to to learn more about you so for those of you out there that don't know uh larry larry tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into paramotoring well let me tell you i had uh i had made uh well, I, I started with, with, with skydiving kind of by accident, not really, but I, I went to a skydiving place because I wanted to get some hours, you know, uh, to maybe move up the ladder and started flying skydivers. And uh, the first time I saw the door come open and people leave the airplane, I thought, oh, man, I'm going to have to do this, mm-hmm. you know. So I did it twice that summer. And the next summer I owned a skydiving school. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I kind of uh, bit off a lot more than I could chew, but I made it work. And uh, and so throughout my entire skydiving career, clear through about 2018, I stopped jumping. Um, I made about 5,500 skydives. The problem with skydiving is when it comes to the parachute, you get three or four minutes. That's it. You're done. You're back on the ground. You got to spend 20 minutes repacking it, 30 minutes back up to the to the top. And then you get three or four minutes under the parachute. Well, that didn't make much sense to me. I'd seen the paramotors. I'd seen guys flying powered parachutes or powered, uh, yeah, powered parachutes, you know, but not powered paragliders. And uh, three or four years ago, uh, no kidding, saw an ad on Facebook, two paramotors for sale. I bought them. They were crap. (laughs) They were junk. (laughs) But I kind of got a taste of what was going on. I never flew either one of them. Uh, bought a brand new monster, you know, and, uh, and an older wing and, uh, um, you know, and I've been flying ever since, uh, you know, I, I haven't looked at my logbook in a long time, but well over a hundred hours of flight time on the paramotors. Now I can say this, I've skydived from a lot of cool, different aircraft. <clears throat> I've flown a lot of cool, different aircraft. I have a, a airline transport pilot rating. Uh, I've flown jets, uh, flown corporate. I've flown air ambulance. I've flown charter. Taken off in my front yard here in South Carolina and flying around for a half an hour is cooler than all of that stuff. It really is, you know. So, I think all paramotor pilots that fly fixed wing or other things say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I wanted to get in the air under the parachute under the wing and stay up for two hours, you know. Um, Dan and I did a flight a couple uh, summers ago. I have a trike and uh, we went out, flew out over the Snake River for, I don't know, a couple hours and, you know, just up and down the Snake River and looking at stuff. And it's just spectacular. Plus, you know, we had comms and, you know, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to hang Dan out here. Every time I fly with him, he's got to land and pee. I don't know what his problem is, man. (laughs) i mean it happens to all of us but 
I really rag him on it, you know, <laughs> but no, it's kind of funny, but yeah, you know, just getting up in the air and get being able to spend a couple hours, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the underneath the parachute after skydive is obviously much more quiet, but, uh, yeah, there's been times when I've, I've shut the motor down and, you know, just kind of glide around and, you know, that's what I was talking about. Electric start. Nice to hit that button and get back at it, you know? So yeah, I, I, of the, of all of the flying that I've done, uh, and I've done some really cool stuff. Paramotoring is, uh, is at the top, man. It really is. I know that a lot of people have a question about this, so I'm going to go ahead and ask, ask it right now. Is sure. there any translation from doing 5,500 flights or uh, I guess jumps, I guess we call them when you skydive yeah. jumps. Skydive. Yeah. Okay. Skydive uh, to paramotoring. I mean, does it transfer over? I mean, is it really easy to go from skydiving to paramotoring or, or paragliding? Uh, no, <laughs> it would seem like it would be. And uh, me being a type a personality that I am and uh pilot uh, mechanic background, uh, I thought I was just going to buy a paramotor, throw it on my back and you know, let's, let's go fly. Pretty simple stuff, right? Um, that is a ridiculous idea. Um, 5,500 skydives uh, gave me a lot of parachute flying background, gave me a lot of aviation background and aeronautical knowledge. However, getting a wing in the air with a rig on your back is has nothing to do with skydiving at all. And uh, I ate a lot of humble pie until I got in the air and I was 95% self-trained. Um, but to, wow. to, to give you the, the basic answer, uh, the, the knowledge that you gain from flying a parachute and flying in different air and different temperatures and different places. Yes, that does translate over to flying paramotors, but, uh, you still got to get that thing in the air and that has nothing to do with skydiving. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got humbled badly. <laughs> and, you said that you, and you said that uh, back in the day so actually when was it that you actually started doing paramotor what, what year was that uh 2000 2000 uh, 2020 2020 oh okay. i was like that go man <laughs> no 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 so here's what happened i went to salt and okay. sea had this brand new rig i had an old uh black hawk wing what what wing was that dan you remember that's the uh, one you well, soloed on that was the uh, velocity Velocity. Okay. So I'm down there at Salton Sea and I got this brand new rig and everything's, you know, I'm all hooked up and I'm, I'm running around in the sand and not getting in the air. And some nice guy named Marty walks over and he says, have you flown? I said, no. And he says, you're really close. What, what kind of training have you had? And I told him uh, essentially none, you know, kiting. And he says, yeah, it looks like you can kite. Okay. But you're just not you're missing like one or two little things. And within 15 minutes, I'm out cruising at six feet over the Salton Sea Beach, you know? So Marty's my man. Uh, he got me in the air and uh, uh, he's actually stopped through Idaho and flown with me. And, uh, you know, I keep up with him on Facebook once in a while. But yeah, it, it, it was difficult uh, because I had to unlearn a lot of things. I know that sounds weird, but I really did. 
I, I had, I had a lot of knowledge in other areas that I thought applied and it didn't really apply. So landing, not a problem. Getting off the ground, <laughs> tough as hell. <laughs> but you, you have a hundred percent chance of landing though. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've never gotten stuck up there once. <laughs> <laughs> not if you get stuck in a tree but i'm just yeah yeah i i i'd like to say something that that it, as far as uh i can relate to that i mean and i'm sorry um, can you hear me okay with the mask on yeah, yeah okay so um it's amazing how just one little tip from somebody more knowledgeable or just somebody who's standing on the outside watching your technique that one little tip can make such a huge difference. Whether oh, yeah. how you're holding your arms as you're running yep. or how yep. you're holding your A's or your posture. Just one yep. little thing could make all the difference in the world. It really did. And, you know, I mean, I didn't know anybody at Salton Sea. I didn't know anybody. I just grabbed my gear, go out there and throw it out in the sand like everybody else and run around and sweat until somebody comes over and takes pity on me and figures out how to get my dumb ass in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know uh i mean i was a skydiving instructor i was an in a maintenance instructor in the military and so you know i uh went through uh, uh asc and got those instructor ratings and you know i've worked with uh a few people from scratch uh but dan was my first one dan had some ultralight background though so he had aeronautical and aviation knowledge but he uh he was fortunate in that i'd made all the dumb mistakes well most of them you know and uh and i was able to get him in the air fairly quickly you know um time wise um he could kite really well and uh uh and he had bought some gear and uh but i gotta tell you that it was it was one of those you get you, you had to be there to believe it I mean, the guy is kiting like a pro and, uh, and then we put the gear on his back and he's kiting with, kiting with the gear on his back with the engine off, you know, and we do that two or three times and the winds are right and the day is right. And everything's just, everything's lined up and it looks like Dan's going to fucking do it. This is cool. And he pulls his rope and I won't mention what type of engine it was. <laughs> he pulls his he pulls his rope and the rope gets sucked in to the um it's like an air cooling box or something oh, and no. and it's it's jammed it is jammed <laughs> and he has to take the whole damn thing apart and we just cancel for the day man i mean he was that close so that's why i like electric start <laughs> you know i mean if it doesn't work maybe at least you got maybe the, the backup plan but his particular rig, that rig that he was flying, rope start only, and done for the day. And we both had this man. We were long face, man. We I don't even know if we had a beer. We were so sad over that shit, you know. Oh but, no. Yeah, I mean, he was there. He was ready, you know. But I've got pictures of him flying on the on the first day that he that he finally did fly, and you know, and he came down. In fact, it was uh, it was October, uh, right around my birthday, two years ago, twenty one or twenty. 21 yeah 21, it, was, yeah. it was just a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago yeah yeah i sent him a picture of it he's looking goofy sitting in the back of his truck with his gear he's got this grin on that's about you know half a mile wide you know and uh 
but man, we had to work to get him in the air and it was mechanical problems because he was nailing it, you know? And, but that's, that's one of the things that, that I'm sure every single one of us has seen either with themselves or with somebody else, you know, you, you just get to that point where it looks like I'm going to just go and fly today. And, oh man, <laughs> one stupid little thing and everybody else goes flying and you sit there and watch been there. You haven't, you haven't flown a trike yet. Have you Larry? Yeah. Yeah. I've got about uh, 25 trike flights. Nice. I was just going to yep, say, you nice know, hot cup of coffee last, what was it? Last, <laughs> Saturday, this past Saturday was my first trike flight, but, uh, you know, I was telling Will before I was going to make a video about something, but, uh, and you can ask anybody that was there, my very first pull, the motor started. And number two, I was able to fill that thing all the way to the top with gas because I was on a trike. I filled it. So I go, oh, oh yeah. I flew yeah. for as long as I think I could fly, landed, and I still had half a tank. I was like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've flown the trike uh, a fair amount. It's a it's an older you know uh, uh, it's an older model with a, a flat top on it and uh, you know I, but I, I put a coffee mug holder in it and I take a, a thermos you know and I got some <laughs> hot coffee and uh, I got the cell phone and and uh, you know I used to work seven days on seven days off and so when I go fly in the trike on my seven days off I call people in the morning you know hey what are you doing you at work. Yeah, I'm out here over the Snake River having coffee at a thousand feet. There you go, <laughs> just to, just to piss my friends off. <laughs> nice guy, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we got lots of questions in the super chat. But before we go to super chat, is there any questions on the panel before we go to the super chat? Um. All right. Um. Okay, here we go. We'll fly. Uh, any questions in the Super Chat? Yeah, you've got uh, a couple of questions, a couple of comments. Tony Marzano wants to know if you remember the skydive boogie called Quincy. I'd never been to Quincy. I was living in Idaho at the time, and uh, a lot of people I knew went to Quincy, got to jump helicopters, and uh, there used to be a 727 that people would jump out of the back of, and just all – you know, biplanes and all kinds of stuff. I really wish I would have made Quincy at least once. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that does remind me of, of a question I'll, uh, I'll ask you. Well, actually, I'll ask it now because it's kind of relative. So okay. um, as far as skydiving or jumping out of a paramotor, what's your take on that? Uh, I would say if uh, if the paramotor pilot is not familiar with skydiving, get familiar before you let somebody jump out, you know, out of a two seater. Yeah. Um, we all know the, um, the legality of it is, uh, um, grayish, I guess you'd say. I mean, it can be an instructional flight and they choose not to land with you. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's true. That it certainly would be instructional. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make it an instructional flight, and, you know, if the feds ever bugged you about it, you can say, well, you know, the, he was also a skydiver. And after the instructional flight, he chose to uh, depart the vehicle instead of land with me. He chose to exit. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's probably something you don't want to be posting a video about. No, probably. Yeah. And a lot of guys do. I've seen them, you know, but, um, you know, it, here's the thing, just like anything else in aviation, the feds don't show up until something goes south. And if, yeah. if somebody got hurt doing a jump off of a, a two seater, you would see that exemption situation get really dicey. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, I, you know, from it's the skydiver in me, I say, yeah, that'd be awesome to go do that. I've jumped from an ultralight, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, legal, not really, but you know, don't post video. <laughs> yeah. And I like what you say there. Absolutely. I, I concur. Yeah. The, um, have you ever done any night jumps? I've done a couple of night skydives. I did them in the summertime. This was back when you had to do a night skydive to get um, to get your highest license, your D license. You had to do a solo, and then you had to do a four way, and you had to you had to leave the aircraft, you know, locked, hooked on to the other three people, and uh, that was in July, probably like ninety six or ninety seven, something like that. Well, in Idaho in the summertime, we get these great heat storms. And both of the night jumps that I did, I mean, it was completely dark out. There was heat lightning out to the south, out over the Owyhee Mountains. And you can see lightning while you're on a skydive at night. And I've only uh -huh. ever done two jumps at night. But the problem is it, it messes up your night vision. Even that lightning that far away, you know. And yeah. uh, you're coming down and they got four or five cars out in the landing area and you can't see the damn ground anyway so you know <laughs> you, you, you plan on uh, applying some band-aids and drinking beer after you're done because you know what's going to happen you know but um yeah, yeah night I, I only ever did two because they were mandatory i'd never do one again man that's that it's scary it's weird especially yeah. when you track off from the other three jumpers because you don't, really don't know where anybody is you know you're that's wearing light sticks and stuff like that but yeah it, it's exciting but yeah. Pass on ever doing that again. Hey, Leo, I think you should do the thumbnail now before I die in this I was costume. Thinking that same thing. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to strip this thing off because I'm going to die. I'm sweating inside here. And I <laughs> like that. But you're a trooper. You can I do it. I troop long enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? Come yep. on. You ready? One, two, three. Steve, you weren't smiling. <laughs> Got it. Good deal. Um, All right, let's watch the Sith undress. Woo! Oh. oh. All right. Oh, Dark that's Lord. scary. Where's All my right, glasses? Man. That's the main thing. I want to be able to put my glasses back on. Now I can't find my glasses. Really? I hate when that happens. Like you guys right. are such troopers. Absolutely. Thank you it so much. Almost in my pocket. Oh my So it's almost seven thirty, guys. If you haven't at Will Fly yet, he does want to put you on the spinny will of when he thinks. Yes. Uh, yes, definitely. We got some stay bad stuff we want to give away. So make sure you stay bad and wait for us to spin the spinny wheel here in a bit uh anyway uh will was there any more questions in the super chat before we continue 
Yeah, and so Ange Angela's asking where you where you're located. So I mean, are you where do you fly out of mostly? What would you call your home base? My front yard. Nice. <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, short synopsis of, of why I'm here, why I ended up here. Lived in Idaho 38 years, was flying out there, and the, the skydiving or the, the, the paramotoring community was, was growing there. However, uh, I was burned out of my job. Uh, the Boise housing market was uh, peaking, and so my house was worth, use the word worth, uh, way more than it was actually worth. Uh, so I bought property here in South Carolina, 53 acres, had a big house, uh, older house, uh, and two ponds full of fish, as we found out later, um, and enough room for a runway because I own a 1946 Stinson aircraft. Uh, also wanted to eventually open paramotor school here, but I have seven acres out in front of the house that I fly out of but it's tight. There's power lines on one end and trees on the other three sides. I could fly in and out of there and about everybody I know that flies could, but I had no interest in unleashing students into a situation where there's, even though it's seven acres, you know, that, that sounds huge to folks that have flown a lot, but you take that student that, uh, that's out there on their first flight and, uh, uh, I've seen skydiving students do some things that just defy complete logic. And, and I'm sure uh, paramotor students have that same capability. Uh, so I just had 10 acres of timber taken down. Uh, I'll tell you the, the, the great story was I got paid X for the timber. I call a guy to take all the stumps out and it's like 12 or 1500 stumps. He quotes me the exact same price. I got paid for my timber. So I sat <laughs> on the front porch, drank coffee for two weeks and watched guys take trees down and then take st stumps out. And I ended up with nothing <laughs> except wow. all the trees are gone now and all the stumps are pulled out. So eventually I, I have that all cleared out. 30 acres will be open with a 2,300 foot runway. We'll be able to land and take off paramotors in any direction, have plenty of open space, uh, the scenery down here is uh, it. It's not like the Salton Sea, and it's not like Idaho, and it's it's not like uh, uh, moonshiners or something like that. It's flat. There's swamps and trees, and that's about it. But uh, we can fly about 330 days a year here, 340 days a year. Uh, so I just walk right out the front door, throw my stuff out about 50 feet from the house, and take off. Mm. It's pretty spectacular. It's really I've spectacular. Been, yeah, I've been I've been keeping track of your your posts on Facebook. So it looks like it's coming along nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the runway should be in in the next two or three months, and uh, I've got an architect working on a campground plan, uh, seven acre campground. We'll have ten full hookups and ten uh, non hookups to start, and probably expand that to about twenty five non hookups. And uh, I'm looking to uh, to have events here, the size of uh, bad apples, the size of uh, moonshiners. You know. Um, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Big, big. I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, in in addition to to fly in for aircraft and 
you know, country music festivals, everything. This this property is really amazing. It's a it's a hidden gem in the middle of nowhere. I tell people we don't have a zip code. We're so far out. <laughs> I don't so, think you can be, be have being able to go out your front door and take off. I yeah. wish I could do that. <laughs> oh, it's 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 stunning. I mean, it, it you get spoiled really quick, really quick. And now that oh, the yeah. trees are down, now I can do now I can do that two thousand foot long low pass, you know, and and still have <laughs> enough room to do a one eighty at six or seven feet and go back the other direction and. You know, it's it, it it's pretty awesome. It, it's really great. So I've only nice. had one other guy come up here and fly with me. Uh, in fact, we didn't even fly together. Uh, he hadn't flown for a couple of years. He needed some remedial training. And so I, I spent most of a Saturday with him, got him in the air. And, you know, but yeah, we're going to we're going to host some nice events here and you'll be able to camp here. You'll be able to fish. Uh, it's about 100 yards to one pond and about 200 yards to the other pond. Uh, really beautiful scenery. Really nice place. Very, very cool. Yeah, pretty excited about it. Yeah. Definitely yeah. let us know when that flying is. Uh, I'll, yes. I'll take a trip over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I man, I'd like to do something in the fall when it's not hot. Uh, it was hot here this summer, like like terrible hot, like on the on the sun hot. Um, this time of year, daytime highs are seventy five, you know, eighty, and uh, mm -hmm. the mornings are a little cool, but yeah, those are nice days to fly. You can still fly in shorts first part of October, you know. Very so. cool. Yeah, you're welcome to, you know, come back and check in with us, uh, you know, on the show or whatever. Just absolutely. jump on Zoom and keep us updated how yeah, things absolutely. are going over there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. two yeah. warnings that's completely off subject. If you ever fly the beach, you have to watch out for two main things, people fishing and kites. People flying kites. <laughs> Holy moly. I, I know when I did finally fly the beach, I went over at least five people flying kites. Luckily, they had them pretty low, but you could definitely wow. get wrapped up in a kite wing. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? String. Yeah. That does not sound like a fun time at all. No. I can't imagine. <laughs> so, I yeah, if you know. fly the beach, just that, yeah. watch, watch for kites because if there's enough wind for them to fly a kite out there, then – there's a good chance if you're flying right on the beat on the coastline that you may end up tangled up in a in a freaking kite string. There you go. Or <laughs> or Supergirl if she has to be flying in the air, you got to watch out. Right? Yeah. 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 Because that that could, <laughs> that could be really bad. You know. Supergirl yeah, I'll, I'll, keep, a scuba. I'll keep people informed. And if you guys, uh, those of you that don't have me on Facebook. Uh, Pop in, send me a friend request, and uh, I'm always posting pictures of the place. Uh, it's a very, yep. it's a gorgeous place, very photogenic. Uh, we get great sunrises. Now that the trees are gone, the sun comes up 20 minutes earlier. You know, yeah, uh, yeah because I had 60 foot pine trees that were within 500 feet of the house, and now the sunrises here are just stunning. It's it's really amazing. So we're gonna have some great fly-ins here and That's have some great, great times and good bonfires and uh yeah maybe even tell some stories around the fire that are true it's about fly-ins and landing zones yes yeah. Yeah. we need more and more and more of them that's cool yeah. yeah so it's a good location it's only an hour and a half hour from the beach so 
you know, if we get winded out, run down to the beach and dip your toes in the sand. There you go. Yeah. You're just trying to do everything you can to get me to drive across country, buddy. Bring the whole family. Bring the whole family. You better. <laughs> Sometimes if you want to have a good time, you got to drive a little ways. You know, I, I mean, I had to go. I drove over an hour to get to that flight I went to a couple of days ago. So, you know, sometimes you just got to drive. Yeah. Well, Dan, well, it's only walk right out the shop, out to the backyard and fly. It's only four days, Dan. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so how, Three do days guys, how do you guys know each other? Larry. I taught Dan to fly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Was yeah. he the hardest, hardest student to teach? Uh, no, he was great, man. He was great. He had ultralight background. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. So he already had, he already had some flight time in a, a two seat ultralight. And, uh, so he had good aeronautical background and, and, uh, you know, coming from a skydiving instructor background myself, you, you can smell an idiot a mile <laughs> away. At least I can. And Dan was, he was on the money from day one and uh you know and and now he's he's turned into me he flies he probably well he definitely flies more than i do now i'm busy working on the place and don't fly enough but are you over 300 flights yet dan i'm real close yeah so you're you've caught up with me brother you've caught up with it's, me. i'm i'm real close it's it's hard not to when you can walk out the backyard and you have I 20 know. acres to take off i know yeah, it, nice. it, yeah it, it's pretty awesome to be able to do that you know so yeah, I'm just yep. giving you a hard time, Dan. I already know Larry said you were one of his best students. So, uh, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Will must not be paying attention because he uh, said that earlier. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan was Dan was great, and then you know after he started flying, and well, then there goes his budget. And now he's got a you know a barn full of paramotor stuff, and he bought a, a trike, and he's got all kinds of. So I went to Idaho this past summer to visit, and and. Uh, he hooked me up with a with some gear, and uh, somebody else threw a uh, a wing at me, and uh, we went out and did a couple flights around the Payette River, and it was spectacular. It was amazing. Isn't that weird? How you 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 buy your paramotor and your wing, and and you get your training, whether you self train or not. It, and then you think, okay, that's all the money I have to spend besides gas. No, no, uh -huh. you. You got to buy a helmet. You got to buy communications, all kinds of radios. Yeah you know warm weather gear and then yeah. oh, oh now i want a trike oh now it just keeps on going it just yeah, and, then, and then i gotta have that new throttle and then i gotta do the yeah, yeah. yep 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 drobes drobes yeah that's yeah. all right there's plenty of other things you could waste your money on at least this that is, is an investment yeah. so like i i tell people between skydiving owning airplanes and paramotoring over the past 40 years I spent ninety percent of my money on that, and I've wasted the other ten percent on mortgages and food. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's probably not very far from the truth. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. right to me. Yeah, there's, well, one, there's a lot worse things you could spend money on. That's for sure. Yeah. That's a fact. Man. I'm aware. Yes, yeah, she already knows yep. how much money I've spent extra yep. on top of what. But you know, yeah, I, I, I've probably told Dan this before, but if I die, you know. Sell my sell my gear for what it's worth, not what I told my girlfriend. It's I paid for it, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oops. 
yeah. you told her what it was. Yeah, what you yeah, right. Uh -huh. Only a thousand dollars, honey. Really? That was it. It was on sale. Yeah, yeah. I'll make sure to be the first one knocking on the door when it gets listed, bud. <laughs> yeah. He and I have snaked each other on a couple deals. <laughs> but that's okay. I love Dan. He's awesome. He's awesome. He and he's gonna bring his butt to South Carolina sooner or later. Yep, next season for sure, buddy. Got to do it, man. Got to do it. Yep. We'll love it. We'll get you some of that southern food down here. Oh, my God. They got great food down here. Be careful. Yeah, I don't know. Pets. If it keeps getting as cold as it is right now, I might come down sooner than later. That's okay. You know, I've thought about doing a uh, like a February get-together, you know, like they do down at Salton, you know, uh, for folks on this side of the, the Mississippi. You know, because the weather's not bad here. In it's cold. It's cold. I'm not, I'm not trying to fly in February. Uh, well, down here, you know, we got days in the 50s and 60s in February. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I could do oh, that. If yeah. it's above 50, no problem. Yeah. Once it yeah. starts getting below 50, then I'm like, I don't no. know. Well, well, I, you I know, with some good weeks. cold weather gear, you know, in the 40s is not bad. No. Yeah. But I've done one at 36 or 37. And I was, I really wanted to fly. Well, I did like, yeah, you don't stay in the air very long. No, I did like 16 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing. You're yeah. like, oh, my hands, I can't even hardly, I'm glad I landed. You know what? This was in Idaho, man. Electric gloves, electric vest. Uh, I had heated soles for my boots. Oh, uh, yeah. Heated yeah. soles. I didn't even think about that. I always think about heated socks. No, nah, heated socks right. suck. Heated yeah, soles. they do. Souls. Heated souls. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Heated souls in a battery. I have to look yeah, that up because that's the one yeah. thing I'm missing is feet. I got yep. hands and and jacket that are heated. Yeah, look it up. Heated souls, man. They work great. They work great. Yeah, hmm. they work phenomenal for flying. Sean, and, uh, write it down. For heated souls. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I am. I'm writing it down. <laughs> you, you might even be able to go yeah. 20 minutes with heated souls. <laughs> Good job, Sean. I yeah, usually don't have any problems with my feet, wuss. though. Okay. It's my hands that get cold. Once I'm yep. cold, yeah, I'm done. You know, yeah. but yeah. Um, I have no no problem with the rest of my body being cold. When my hands are cold, I'm done. Yeah, I've been yeah, flying in the in the twenties, and that was like a sixteen minute flight. Also, that's just yeah, little, that's no deep. ah, that's no fun. Yeah, even, even no when you fun. gain even when you gain a little bit of weight over the winter time, like I've been doing. Oh yeah, yeah. This this is not a filter. I am getting a tad bit on the fat side. But, uh, <laughs> hey, it's winter time. I want to go fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been cooking yeah. on that damn pit boss. That's why you're gaining weight. Ain't yes, it is. Yep. The I'm not like, look at Sean posting all these pictures of the meat he's buying. And I know it's going on the pit boss. You, you just want to use your new toy. So you're gaining a lot of weight because you're cooking all that food on the pit balls. Oh man, I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> but my little I mean, my little Adam eighty hates me now though, but whatever, right? So, sounds like I got somebody that'll do some cooking at one of these fly-ins, huh? <laughs> I like me some boss cooking. Mm -hmm. down. You might be onto something there with uh, February get-together. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of pent up demand by the time February comes around. People oh, yeah. Get yeah. ready, you know. And I mean, you know, it, it's great going to Salton. I mean, but geez, from Idaho it was a 19 hour drive. You know, yeah. so, um, yeah, guys, 
guys here could come down from Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana. It's not that far. They can get down here in a day. And once you get into that 60 degree weather in February and you're from up north, you're going to stay a few days and do some flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So especially if you have hookups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should have 10 full hookups and uh, at least 10 spots that are non hookups. But then there's 30 acres of field. I mean, we park anywhere, you yeah. know, uh, I've got enough room to put. 200 airplanes on the ground here you know i can certainly fit 200 campers and trailers and whatever you know so but bring some food and, and things of that nature and any parts you need because there, there's nothing near here the closest, <laughs> okay. the closest pizza is 14 miles okay how about walmart 30 wow really yeah Lowe's uh, <laughs> lows is 52 miles 52 miles. How about that? Yeah. You yeah. are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, I am in the middle of nowhere. Yep. We're, we're hoping to get AM nowhere. radio next year. <laughs> AM radio? <laughs> and then satellite the following year? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I know this guy the named Elon huh? might have something for you. Yeah, it, we, we are in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing out here, man. The That's county awesome. I live in, the county I live in has 9,200 people. Wow. The whole county. One grocery store for the whole county. No kidding. Wow. Yep. 4,000 square miles, one grocery store. Damn. Where's the nearest gas station that has ethanol free? For ah, those that that's cool. Will not fly without it. Four miles. Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. That's what I use in my airplane. So it's uh, it's less than a mile from the airport. So pretty cool. That's yeah. been my experience too. It seems like you out in the country, you don't have any trouble finding ethanol free fuel because yeah. I guess farmers yeah. use it for a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, it, it's not bad. And they also sell off road diesel, you know, which is 30 or 40 cents a gallon cheaper to run in the tractor or in the truck. Yeah, well, you know, I, yeah, I don't have a diesel truck, but yeah, you, well, you get caught doing that. Mm -hmm. Not no bueno. Don't you get know? caught. Don't get caught. No, nope. don't get yeah. caught. So, yeah, we got uh, non-ethanol, and right now here it's about four twenty a gallon, which, you know, not horrible. Um, we're doing good on regular gas too. Some places are two eighty-five. So, yeah, I think we got gas for what two seventy a gallon over that Circle K and Ward. Oh, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad at all. It's still high in Idaho, I'm sure. Yeah. Any other questions in the super chat, Mr. Will or Scuba Steve? Um, you want to take it, Steve? Uh, uh, Ask me anything. All right. Well, okay. So here, this this is Tony wants to know, and I bet you I know the answer to this, but he wants to know who parties better, skydivers, PG pilots. Skydiver. Yes, but I would have thought. Oh, they're really. Oh, they're drunken pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Yeah, yeah, they. Yeah, I've I've seen some, I've seen some things at skydiving parties and DZs that that would put a normal person into therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some weird things. <laughs> Oh. And, no, it seems like paramotor folks are are 
Well, I mean, there's an age difference, though, too. You know, I mean, I was up at uh, Moonshiners this summer. I, I guarantee the average age is 50. You know? Yeah. It's got to be. Think about it, you know? Uh, Dan's an exception, and he's he 40. Are you 40 yet, Dan? Oh, yeah. I turned 40 this year. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I, I haven't met a lot of younger guys, you know, in the in the paramotoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look around at the next paramotor meet you're at. You know, there's guys 45 to 55, you know. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. 55. Yep. And that, older. That, average that, age at Blackhawk at their school was 55. The yeah. average age of the yeah. school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hate to say it, but I'm, the cost of living and the cost of everything has to prohibit uh, the younger generation that's just trying to survive yeah. to be able to get into this sport. That's yeah. right. You yeah. know, uh, five years ago, Harley Davidson said the average age of the of a Harley buyer, a brand new Harley, was 51. You know? And when was that? 22-year-old guy can't afford to buy a brand new Harley. Yeah, yeah, that's because when they're younger, they buy the crotch rocket instead of the Harley. Once they get older and wiser, then they switch over to Harley. (laughs) That's exactly how that works. Yeah, there you go. You'll buy the Harley for a little while until you end up getting somebody pregnant, and then you got to buy diapers instead of the Harley, and then you got to sell the Harley (laughs) to buy the diapers. Yeah, There's always a way to do both. Trust me. You can marry a paramotor instructor, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) That's funny. So I, I guess I guess that's a, a good segue into uh, since you talked about fly-ins. Uh, are you planning on going to any fly-ins this next year coming up? Uh, you know i I have been here since April of twenty two, and I couldn't make bad apples. I was still on packing crap last year for bad apples, and this year, uh, I had already decided I was going to go to. Uh, <laughs> moonshiners because i I'd, I'd flown skydivers up there and i met the uh i met the guy that runs the the airport and i it, it's gorgeous up there at uh mountain city in tennessee so uh i don't know if i'll uh man if things if things start clicking here i won't have any time to go anywhere else <laughs> you know i'm looking to do like an event every four weeks you know uh oh wow a fly-in for Cessnas, a fly-in for tail draggers, a fly-in for experimentals, you know, uh, something every four or five weeks, you know. And but the maybe... fly-ins are where you meet all, you know, that's where you meet everybody. It's a big social gathering. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's the classic $100 hamburger, you know. Somebody will spend $700 to come out here and camp for two days, you know, yeah. by the time they fly in bring some food with them or run over to the local grocery store, pay for a couple nights, uh, you know, for like a full hookup. If they've got somebody that's bringing a camper to meet them, whatever. I mean, but I've got the room, the geographic room, the space and the weather, you know, that's why I chose here uh, because the weather is just so nice all the time. Uh, I will say this guys, summer sucks, not because of the heat, because there's no damn wind. (laughs) <laughs> that's when you break the trike out <laughs> oh no kidding absolutely you got it man yeah that's, we don't that's care not so we don't bad care about when no you're wind. not vertically challenged 
Well, that's true. That's true. You know, Dan, Dan, I got this great shot of Dan this past summer, uh, foot dragging the Payette River, you know, and I come back and I said, man, I wish someday I could do that. And he said, well, why don't you do it? And I said, well, I can't get my feet to come down far enough to hit the water. <laughs> so Steve yeah, we got Kennedy beautiful place here, and I think we're going to have some we're going to have some great fly-ins. Awesome. Thanks, wow. Supergirl flew away for a little while. She'll be back. I guess so. And it's almost eight o'clock. So um, whenever Supergirl gets back, we need to say hi to everybody in the uh, chat. Um, until she gets back, I guess the question would be from Tarni Marzano, will you be able to skydive at your LZ? Yes, actually, uh, <clears throat> I've been flying at uh, Skydive uh, Carolina part-time, and I've got uh, verbal confirmation that we can probably get a caravan down here for a weekend boogie at some point in time. I don't suppose as long as you're not flying it. TFRs no. in Idaho, right? There's there you don't have any TFRs. No, no. I wouldn't think so. No, yeah, the president's going to be going I mean, to Idaho, and we need to put a TFR. That just doesn't happen. Maybe no, no, there's that, a potato sort shortage or something. Yeah. Now down here, uh, the the closest airport is three miles. That's where I keep my airplane for now until I get a hangar built. But um, yeah, I can I could accommodate 100, 150, 200 skydivers here for a two or three day weekend, wow. and I plan on doing that once a year also. Um, nice. I ran a drop zone for twelve years. Um, I tell people I made uh, about a dollar a year. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> some sometimes it's just not that profitable. But I love <laughs> I love hosting. I hosted 35, 36 events over the 12 years that I was there. I love hosting these events. I love seeing the skydivers come in and have a great time. And, you know, they can whoop and holler here all night if they want to. And uh, we got plenty of room for landing, you know, novices, experienced people, people that want to swoop their canopies, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to try and do a, an annual skydiving event also. I yeah, think that would be, yeah, be exciting. I thought you, I thought you were in Idaho. Are you in Idaho or are you in South Carolina? South Carolina. Oh, well, hell, I'm sitting here talking about Idaho. I'm just way off. Never mind. That's okay. That's okay. No, I spent 38 years out there, but I'm here now. I'm just all about Idaho, and you're like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Well, we <laughs> That's, okay. That's okay. That's yeah, okay. you don't want to come here right now. It's too cold. <laughs> yeah and that's why i left man i i was just burned out on the cold and you know I, I was working seven days on seven days off and on my seven off days it's too cold to go do anything including flying you know uh and i never got into snowmobiles like dan does you know i just eh, i i was looking for some place where it wasn't cold five months of the year so when it's cold here it's 50 you know so that's not bad. No, I think our mean temperature uh, for winter is about uh, 50 degrees also. I mean, it gets colder, it gets warmer. But yeah, I think our mean temperature is about uh, 50 also. Yeah, that's not bad. Hey, as long as you're not fighting frost and snow, put a sweatshirt on. You're okay. Ain't that right, we're how looking was, into the 20s next week. How was Hawaii there, Supergirl? <laughs> oh, Hello. <laughs> 
Welcome back from Hawaii. Yeah, you quick flight. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's what I I had to take off for a minute. I had a little emergency, you know, and yeah, thanks for for checking on me. No problem. <laughs> So fun, so fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have fun tomorrow. Stuff's gonna be cold. Paul wants to know what type of jump plane you had, Larry. I had a I had a Cessna 182. Oh, okay. Which is kind of the the standard for small skydiving centers. Um, I've been fortunate enough though to fly uh, twin otters with skydivers, um, caravan, a super caravan. Which has a uh, uh, an engine that's 225 horsepower more than a regular caravan. Uh, I could take 14 jumpers to that to 14,000 feet in about 11 minutes. It's it's stunning. That's uh, that's a big question I have for you. Like, uh, and I, I don't know how many people I've talked to, but they say they'll see me paramotoring and they'll go, you know. I was thinking about doing that, but I don't know if I'd rather go skydiving or paramotoring. Which would you suggest over the other? Since skydiving, you get what three, four minutes, and you're on the ground. But with paramotoring, you go from the ground up. So, what do you think you would recommend to people between those two? I would recommend a, a paramotor tandem paramotor flight. Yeah, right. I mean, you're paying a lot of money to free fall for 45 seconds and get a four minute parachute flight. That's it. And I, I, and I know, Absolutely. I mean, I've done, I've done 3,500 tandem jumps. You know, I made a living on people getting excited about 30 or 40 seconds of free fall on a four minute parachute ride. Um, I mean, some people, that's all they need. You know, they just want yeah. that one thrill and they're done, but yeah, people that want to pursue it, you know, I think they should get into paramotoring. If, if it's something you just want, Hey, I want this off my bucket list. I want to skydive one time. Right. Then that's right. probably what you want to do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it far less expensive to learn to to fly paramotors. Even if you're buying one, it's still way less expensive than uh, than skydiving. I mean, you know, when I started in, you could buy used skydiving gear, good solid used skydiving gear, three thousand dollars, four thousand uh, dollars. Now you can drop twenty grand easily on brand new equipment you know and wow. then and then pay 30 bucks a jump and so, have you done base jumping yet i never did uh i had a great friend that was a world-class base jumper and he's the only one i would have ever allowed to to train me and we just never got together he lives up in montana we just never got together but i would have jumped the bridge in idaho for sure uh but you know, that was also 20 years ago. The older you get, the less that seems like an awesome idea. <laughs> you just got, you know? you get to put them on those cool fly suits, though. When yeah. And jump, don't you? No reserve. No reserve. <laughs> oh, true, true. Yeah, no yeah. reserve parachute. Yeah. Bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Everybody's shaking their head. No, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. They, so. I mean, I don't, I don't fly my, my paramotors without a reserve, you know, uh, there's just base jumping is awesome. It's cool. But, yeah, I, if I did ever have an interest in that, <laughs> Butch is rolling his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it you know, more, uh, 
But here's the other thing, man. You know what? Uh, everybody's individual choice, man. Do what you yeah. do what you feel is right. You know, I mean, I've used my reserve numerous times, skydiving. You know, um, and I was down in Salton when those guys had a midair a couple years ago and took about six feet off of one guy's wing, and he landed it. You know, they had a midair at about 125 feet, going opposite directions, and uh, one guy got uh, something like. 11 cells torn off of one end hmm. and he landed it. He landed it. He wow. got scun up, you know, and his, his gear got busted up, but he walked away, you know? I don't know. He Those bungee away. jumpers, they scare me. I think that'd be more scary than base jumping. There you yeah. go, Will. There's some proof of, proof of, uh, what the heck just happened there? That's not, that's not even your name on that picture. I saw <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's my wing, man. <laughs> there's there's another one this is a shot that nate took of me um why does it do that when i slide it shouldn't be doing that i only got three pictures so were you guys aware of that midair at salton where the guy tore his wing up no no yeah yeah that was 20 2021 I mean, it was it was brutal it was brutal mm. so but he was low enough i don't think he could have could have tossed a reserve. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Hard to say, you know. I will throw my reserve at 50 feet if I have yeah, to. Yeah, I mean. Go, <laughs> any go down, more, any you know, extra fabric in the air yeah, will slow go, you go down. Yeah, go down swinging, man. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, and, and here's here's the thing with me. Because of my skydiving background, and, and I've had a couple of people walk up to me at, you know, uh, at Salton Sea or at uh, uh, Moonshiners or, you know, other guys that, that I've flown with in Idaho, I mount my reserve in the middle above my head. Yep. Because if I break my throwing arm or if I'm tangled up with my throwing arm and my reserve is down on my right hip and all I got is my left hand, I'm not getting to that reserve. But with the reserve up high above me, I can get it with either hand. Doesn't matter. I so, like the I like the waist mount, like right in front of me. Yep. It's yep. Right there. Boom. If boom. it's symmetrical, no, if it's symmetrical, you've doubled your chances of surviving. Yeah. If it's down in your right pocket, you know, and there there are some great, you know, I mean, I I fly a, a comfort seat, you know, do deck, and I, I could put it down there on the right side or the left side. I I want it up high, where I know it's not going to get tangled in stuff down in there mm -hmm. and I can throw it with either hand, you know? So that's just me. And I don't notice any, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of weight difference, you know, it changes your, your vertical center of gravity, so to speak, because you're, you're putting six or seven pounds up there above your head, but I don't notice it. And, you know, take off, get in the seat, kind of look back, let go of one steering toggle, reach up. Yeah. Everything's there. It's all good away we go you know so that's just my personal preference but that comes from a skydiving background yeah so uh whether that's a good idea or bad idea just like people that don't fly with one at all still make make the choice that you're most comfortable with exactly. because that's what what as i've taught dan you want to be comfortable in the air no matter what that way when things do go a little south you know you're not thinking about something else or you know you're you're gonna handle the situation. So 
Well, James is saying, what if you mount that and it reduces your thrust? I, I think where Larry's talking about mounting it, it's almost directly behind his head, which yeah. your helmet and everything's blocking that area anyway. So right. the reserve's no not causing any extra resistance. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it makes any difference. I don't think it makes any difference aerodynamically. Holistic yeah. reserve. Yeah, that's what we need. Just I have not like noticed it. a difference, and I've had it in both different places numerous different times yeah yeah and on the on the trike i have i have i have it mounted up high on the trike also you know so that's yeah, just where i prefer it you know but that's that is absolutely absolutely a skydiving background based yeah. decision you know? like what you said about the you know you'd reach back and you would you'd actually touch the handle of the reserve basically so yeah yeah, so on every flight, I make it a point to reach down, touch my knee, then touch the uh, the uh, the pull handle of my yeah. reserve. Just yeah. you know, I'm upside down or all whacked out, and I don't know what weighs up or whatever. I always know my knee better be in front of me still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, just to kind of get that memory muscle. Yeah, ah, that's a good a good point about the. Well, you know, you mentioned the muscle memory. It's it's funny when I started. When I started flying paramotors, you know, I'd, I'd done 5,500 skydives. The first time I put it on, I got everything all buckled down, everything. I reached down on my right butt cheek to make sure my pilot chute is in the right place <laughs> because it feels like a skydiving rig, you know, uh, yeah. especially a tandem rig. Tandem rig weighed about 70 pounds, and it's just force of habit to reach down there. And, you know, and I catch myself doing that even, even today, Ooh. you know, I'll put a rig on put my rig on to go fly and I'll reach down and go, what in the hell? I haven't, that? I haven't made skydive in six years and I'm still, that's just part of my, you know. 5,500 uh, dives though, 5,500, you know, that's, that's a lot of times compared to how many times you've been up in a paramotor though. Right. Yeah. I've been up in the paramotor 300 times, but I've made 500 attempts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. two feet in a heartbeat said they did a touch and a go a, a touch and a go wow a touch and go and their reserve deployed oh, I've, um, seen but, I've seen that happen yeah but it it happened before he took off so he's able to stop thank goodness because oh that, that could have been bad wow. oh my god yeah. wow i can't even imagine that getting yanked like back when you just start reserve. to go back up in the air and it yank you back that would be a bad yeah, crash yeah. oh my god yeah i've never heard of that what did you say mm. that, that sounds like his uh he didn't check the pins on his reserve pocket to make sure they were fully in place yeah yeah i've got cables on mine and uh that's a skydiving thing too you know uh, the longer the cable yeah you're going to be able to pull it out but if you have just pins, pins can pop loose. I've seen it happen skydiving. You know, I've had it I've happen. I've seen that happen a lot with the pins, not so much the basically weed eater string that holds them in. I mean, what do you think is better as far? I mean, since you got a skydiving experience, what do you think holds a reserve in better? Well, the cable. You cable. know, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, uh, I was jumping equipment that was made down in Florida, um, tandem equipment. And uh, I hadn't I hadn't actually started jumping the equipment, but I was doing video and uh, they used to use just a pin, a skydiving pin. It's a little curved pin that's only about an inch long. And so it can definitely get moved out. And 
without going into the mechanics of it too deeply, the bag that your parachute is in can come out of the harness, but on a tandem, you haven't released it. So now it's just kind of swirling around on your back. You know, if you're on a solo jump and that pin would come out, the bag comes out and the parachute opens. Um, when I started jumping tandems, they had gone to the six inch cable and that absolutely 100% eliminated that issue. Okay. Hmm. Coincidentally, uh, Dan wasn't with me then. I don't, don't think he had, I don't know if he'd started flying or not, but, uh, I went to a civ course and the equipment that they used for towing us out over this lake had a pin instead of a cable. All right. So if you've ever done a civ course, you get up to altitude, you pull the release, which is pulling that pin out of a little loop, and now you're free. Uh, we had a particularly large guy. He was probably 6'4", and he was jumping a, I think, a 39-meter wing or something like that, or flying a 39-meter wing, and that's what he brought for the civ course. Because he was so heavy on two his only two toes, the pin came out while he was out over the lake. The first one was at about 600 feet and he's got no chance of getting back to the shoreline and goes in the water and they dry his stuff out, repack and reserve. The next day he gets to about 1600 feet and the pin comes out. A six inch cable absolutely, absolutely eliminates that. Huh. Uh, I don't think any paramotor reserves should have a pin. They should have a cable. You're, you're going to be able to pull more than six inches, obviously, to get those cables loose and the parachute out of the container and into the breeze. Uh, so safety, safety, safety. Like you said, I can't even fathom having a reserve come out while you're down low and maybe get yanked and stopped. And I mean, that could kill you. It really yeah, could. No doubt. Know? So no doubt. look at your reserves. <laughs> See if maybe you can get a cable on there instead of a pin, you know? Uh, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the pins, that's for sure. No, no. Well, and especially if it's on your belly, it can get knocked around on a launch or something. If it's down in your right side, you know, you're, you're scooting around, you get some turbulence, that pin pops out, and now maybe half the bag is trying to fall out, and you just eliminate it, put a cable on it. You know? My two Absolutely. cents for what that's worth it is a little bit after eight o'clock it's eight eleven. uh we want to say hello to everybody in the super chat so we'll fly if you could pop up our spinny will of winning things and after this we're gonna uh see that tony marzano asked a question um about your skydiving and we still want to know about the space shuttle uh, flying uh, underneath you so we got those two last questions but we got to spin the spinny wheel and we got to say hello to everybody that's been watching us so when you are ready miss linda you are ready to rock and roll girl yes oh i love that spinning wheel that's cool it's a halloween, happy halloween yeah <laughs> happy halloween everybody um let's see we got kramer in the house daniel rush of course tony marzano mr vegas Angela Preslick, Bill H, my buddy, Bill H. Munchkin, hello, Munchkin, love you, girl. Five, 555, Steve Kennedy, 
Jeff Walter, Robert Harvey, Flying Flamingo Jade, my lovely, John Wayne Cowboy in the house, Dewey Smilstead, my fave, Kevin Houston, Life Adventure, Two Feet and Heartbeat, we got James, Walter Priori, Sugars in the house from Australia. Good day, good day. And Paul I, Marzano and James Calhoun. One, one of the things I like about Walter being in here, I know that tomorrow is going to be here uh, shortly because <laughs> he's right. living in the future. And uh, one of the funny things I think I saw on the TikTok was a serious person saying, why don't we just ask uh, someone in Australia, since they're in the future, what's happening tomorrow? So... <laughs> I think they were seriously serious about it. But anyway, Walter, a good family. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Yep. clears throat> Did you say Angela Preslick? I don't know if I heard Angela. Yes. Preslick. Yes. Right after yes. Tony. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. We ready to spin the wheel? Good luck, everybody. Only if we shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shuffle. All right. All right. Well, you tell me when. All right. Uh, Butch, tell them when. Oh, when? Oh. All right. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me see. Dan Yellow from last week gave us a bunch of cool stuff. It still hasn't come to my house yet. So once it does, we'll be able to send these things out. We had a couple of winners last week. See if Jeff gets it. We got Steve Kennedy, Candace Adams, and Tony Marzano won last week. Who's going to win this week? Bum, bum, bum. I know. That's cool wheel though. Like the colors. Tony Marzano passed, so we know it's not rigged. Sorry, Tony. Five, five life adventure. Ooh, Walter Priori. Jeff gonna get it or Robert Harvey? Robert Harvey. I don't know. No, but it's going. It's gotta make it to Walter. I don't know. is a pretty good shipping. It's gonna be close. Oh, it's getting Robert. close. Yep. Yay! Save Sean Robert. that eighteen hundred dollar uh, shipping fee. <laughs> no kidding. I still, yeah, I'm still paying on my uh, second mortgage, sending all that stuff out to him last time. Robert Harvey, uh, do me a favor and text me at five zero one seven four seven three five five eight. And let me know where to ship your winnings to. I don't know what it is right now, unfortunately, because I don't have my box yet from Daniela over at Stay Bad, staybadparamotor.com. All right, guys. Oh. So we got 15 more minutes now. So we have two questions left. All right. So Tony Marzano um, said, what's the worst skydiving malfunction he's had or... Shall we mm. talk about the uh, space shuttle flying underneath of them? So really quick, in the Super Chat, are we going to talk? Uh, obviously, we're going to do both. But which one first? Uh, skydiving malfunction or space shuttle? We'll give you 30 seconds to put some stuff in the Super Chat. Let me know what you want to talk about. Uh, Larry, and also, too, um, before we continue this, we talked about a couple of other things before we, um, we did this. You flew during eclipses. Um, your go-to paramotors are a Monster 25, my 20 dual start with an epic 27 meter. Uh, you've flown in the desert. You flew over 10 or 10,000 feet MSL, uh, over at the Salton seat. You did a Canyon flight. Uh, so many cool things. I don't think we're going to have time to talk about all these, man, but, uh, I guess talk to us real quick because, you know, next year we're going to have 
the eclipse and uh april 8th i believe that we're gonna have like a a, a get together over here over at run to this guy in paramotor arkansas so tell us really quick because you've flown it you've done it what is it like to fly during a solar eclipse Ooh. well I, I flew my airplane during the solar eclipse a few years ago in idaho and i was in that uh band of totality or path of totality or whatever they call it some magic yeah. thing That's um, it. yeah um it was weird for a couple of reasons. One, the sky got really, really weird orange first because there was some smoke in the air. And then it got dark, but it was still orange. Now, obviously, you got to wear the dark shades, you know, with the pinholes and whatever. So I'm still trying to fly this airplane VFR, <laughs> you know, at seven, yeah, at 7,000 feet. But I'm in this band. And I'm hearing all this other traffic on the radio and you can't look out to see where they are. You're just thinking, well, I guess if I die during a solar eclipse, that'll make a good headline. I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was really spooky, weird inside the airplane when all the light went away and it was dark for, you know, I don't know, 80 seconds or something like that. But uh, and I've got an old airplane, a 1946 airplane. It doesn't have any instrumentation that isn't 1946. You know, so um, I don't have an artificial horizon. I have, you know, nothing, tachometer, vacuum gauge, whatever. Uh, so that was that was pretty strange. That was really strange. I'd like to do the next one under paramotor because I know if I just let off the throttle, I'm just going to keep going straight and go down a little bit or set the cruise control or whatever. So, yeah, I'm thinking about coming over to see you guys in, in April, Sean. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Definitely want yeah, to yeah. be there. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. I it think looks like the, the space shuttle wins. I'm just saying. Everybody said shuttle, shuttle, shuttle. Space shuttle, shuttle wins. Okay, so we're gonna. Oh. Um, gonna All right. About the I'm space also shuttle, curious. So. so, I've posted this story a couple times on Facebook, and uh, uh, I didn't get a, a photograph of it, but I've got a great photograph of the space shuttle as it's piggybacked on a 747, which is the way NASA used to move the space shuttle when it didn't land in Florida. All right. So I'm flying skydivers in uh, Arizona around, I don't know, spring of 2001 or something like that. And we would take the skydivers up to uh, about 14,000 MSL, you know, and the field elevation there is 1,500. So they're getting a 12,500 foot skydive. So it's Arizona and it's out in the desert, but it's still pretty busy because there's, there's airways nearby. So I get this call on the radio from from our dispatch on the ground from manifest. And they said, Hey, you've got traffic coming in, in about four minutes. It's a 747 at 10,000 feet heading East. Well, you know, right away that 747s don't normally fly at 10,000 feet. So it's got to be the space shuttle. And I asked him, I said, uh, does it have anything attached to it? They said, yes, it does. So I slow down my climb and I time everything. So I'm flying the jump run slower than normal and keep looking out my right side because I'm heading south. They're coming from the west and no shit. There it is. There's the 747 with the space shuttle on the back of it about 2000 feet below me. And the thing looks like a freaking Amazon warehouse. It's so damn big. And it looks like <laughs> it looks like it's going 12 miles an hour because it's so damn big. Right. right. And so 
I time it and I'm talking to Albuquerque center and they say, yeah, you have the traffic. Yeah, I got the traffic, you know, cause it's all VFR. And, uh, we have one tandem on board, just one, which was unusual. And the guy didn't buy video for his tandem. No. <laughs> so, oh, no. Oh, no, is right. So I time it so that everybody can be in free fall and maybe catch some of the wake turbulence from the <laughs> 747 <laughs> and the space shuttle. And the dumbass didn't have video. Oh. So I look over to my right. Here comes the space shuttle. Kind of goes right right in front of my nose you know and i'm going perpendicular and there it is right out my left window i flip on the green light everybody goes i i nailed the spot you know and the timing was perfect nobody got it on video nobody uh, even with their 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 phone nothing no this is 2001 man oh well yeah i guess so yeah i mean you know <laughs> so long the, ago. it's kind of hard yeah, to jump with a video. bad phone they have their own Nokia, their Nokia Big cell phone. Damn, I got good video. Yeah. Big old VHS handy cam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the the first video camera that I jumped, the battery is bigger than a GoPro. It weighs more than a GoPro. Yeah. So, yeah. Go, so this dude. poor guy. So I tell people, yeah, I, I flew right over the spaceship. There you go. Never seen that, Larry. There's, this is the very first GoPro, the GoPro oh, okay. Hero. What year oh, was that? I don't even oh, man. know, man. This thing takes the gigantic SD card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gave one of those to my kid well, last year. This well, they're is up to so 12. old. It don't even, I, I was like, I'm going to get on the GoPro train. And then I waited in, from this all the way up to 10 before I yeah. bought another one. I, yeah. still, I still got my mini DV cameras. So, you know, those yeah. big old boxes that went from, you know, the uh, VHS down to the mini DV. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I've got my first, my first video camera from skydiving. It was uh, over $700 in 1995 and it had a VHS C. Oh you know, yeah. A little, little oh, wow. video cassette recorder. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the GoPros and the 360s and everything now, they are spectacular for what we do. And I guess Butch Aerosmith, I'm just wondering. No, man, I'm a hippie, man. Oh, you're just a regular hippie. Okay, I thought you was Aerosmith. Regular hippie, no. Regular hippie, man. Come on now, man. Yeah, man. What's that guy's name, the Aerosmith guy? Steven Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Steven Tyler. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know anybody else that's flown over the space shuttle. I haven't met anybody yet. So I think you're it, story. man. You got the world record there. It's a pretty good story. They say if you don't get it on video, it never happened. That's what I hear. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, was, I was on a on a skydiving load with a bunch of young kids, and everybody's got a, a GoPro on the chin of their helmet, on the top of their helmet, on their wrist, on their butt, on their foot, wherever. And we're on our way up to altitude and I was doing a tandem and, and I said, you young guys and gals that got all these GoPros all over the goddamn place. <laughs> when I started skydiving, I pulled the gray beard on them. You know, I said, when I started skydiving, when we got down from a jump, we just told the story and remembered it. <laughs> hey, you next know, week, Will, we can just say we flew over to space shuttle. We'll be all right. Yeah, we yeah. could. Yeah, you can find, you can find. Larry told the story, and then they had the little chisel thing and put it in stone. Yeah, yeah. We just remembered the shit, and it got better at every campfire. 
But the space shuttle story is absolutely true. It was amazing. That was maybe the pinnacle of my uh, my flight career to to see something like that in the sky. It was stunning. And really, yeah, it looked like it, it looked like it was going twelve miles an hour because yeah. it's just so big. You know, he was probably yeah. doing. 200 knots, 250 if only knots. Only, you know, they were still doing the space shuttles now, then maybe you'd have another chance to catch video of that. But, yeah, yeah. that's, that's coming and yeah. gone. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Pretty cool deal, though. Pretty cool. You just need to get a hold of William Shatner. That's all. Yeah. Hey, dude, <laughs> don't you know who I am? Hook me up, man. There you go. Risk versus reward. Take me over. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Go. So our Man. last question is, what's the worst skydiving malfunction that you have had from Tony Marzano? Oh. Mm. Oh, he's digging way back for this one. Yeah. He, has to, he has to look back on his ding, ding, ding. No, ding, no. It's not 5,000 jumps or something? It's choosing between several. <laughs> <laughs> several? Go not on. the worst. Go you had to have a worst. Uh, give, us know, a, you... give us a... Give us a a kind of bad and then the bad. Give us a good and a bad bad. Okay. The, the maybe, kind of maybe bad is the tandem. Par yeah, these are tandem. So the parachute opens and uh, you break a couple lines or something. You go into an immediate spin under the parachute, <laughs> you know. Um, wow. And you know you got to get rid of it. And so you just use your left hand. You pull the student's head. Put your hand right on their forehead. Pull their head back. Go to the first handle on the right, which is the cutaway handle. That separates the main parachute from you. Go to the left side, pull the reserve handle. That will open the reserve. However, back to the cable thing we talked about earlier, there's a, a lanyard on the reserve so that when the main leaves, the reserve deploys from the cutaway. Or also you can- It's like an auto deploy. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called a reserve static line. Gotcha. Okay. So I've had a, a few where- uh, I've known, I knew right away, there's no way I can land this thing, you know, and uh, we got to get rid of it. So that's, that's pretty run of the mill. That's not too bad. My worst one though, I've only had one or two where I thought, you know what, this, this might be how I die. Do you have that micro thought, you know, on a, before... on a tandem, on a tandem? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the question is, do you put the passenger below you or do you land first? <laughs> Every passenger lands first because they're, they're hanging lower than me. Um, uh, uh, sidebar, I took a guy six foot seven once and he landed and I was on his back and he was standing up. <laughs> he backed him. All right. Nice. He, Dude, he is whooping and hollering. He's excited. He just did his first skydive. I said, dude, dude, dude. He says, what? And I said, I need to land too, man. <laughs> oh my so I'm only 5'3". He's six foot seven. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. But, so I'm doing a tandem. And uh, through uh, probably 51% my fault and 49% really bad luck, we leave the airplane. I throw the drogue parachute, and if uh, if Tony, who's asking the question, is familiar, he'll he'll get this right away. I throw the drogue parachute, and it wraps around my student's ankle, oh, and we no. are now strapped together, head down, 
going over 200 miles an hour. And I can't deploy the reserve because that's what pulls the reserve out and it's wrapped around his ankle. Can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. I thought terminal velocity was 125. When you're when you're solo and flat and stable. Uh-huh. So you're you're head down because the drogue is on the foot. That's why. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So well, now you're I'm booking it towards the ground. <laughs> oh yeah. Like a bullet. Uh very much so. And that first thought was, wow, I've really F this up, I might die. And the only option is go to the reserve parachute at over 200 miles an hour. And uh, and just hope it, those lines just are chop good. his leg off real quick so the drone can go out. Guess what? It worked. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yeah, did you survive? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm in suspense here. What did, did you die? What happened? <laughs> well, I hate to. I hate to, you know, uh, uh, steal the show, but I, I lived. So uh, the poor guy, it was wrapped around his ankle so badly, and it's still inflated, even though we're flying under the reserve parachute. He's got his right heel almost up on his butt, and mm. he is making a lot of noise about how painful this is. Sure. And uh, we managed to come in, and, uh, you know, he's in front of me, and I've had a couple of instances where I've had to – shield the passenger from injury on a tandem reserve landing, you know, or I've had somebody pass out on me. So I, I have to shield them when we land because they're just literally dead weight. Uh, but we got on the ground and uh, he didn't have any uh, real injury, just sore. And uh, you know, that was, uh, that was, if all of my other reserves were sixes, that was a 10. That was bad. That did you go bad. up again for free? Did he go up again? No. If you, he, hey, you paid to come down under a parachute. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't say which one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was the, uh, uh, and we didn't get a lot of free fall out of it. We got, we got enough to go over two hundred miles an hour, and and uh, that was pretty spooky, you know, because it either works or there is no other option, you know. And getting slammed home from 200 miles an hour under an open parachute, that that'll leave a uh, that'll leave a mark or two. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So so it's pretty much easy to say that that guy's probably not a paramotor pilot right now. No, <laughs> or, or or a skydiver. <laughs> no, he uh, he was a younger guy. I mean, if it had been somebody older, it probably would have broken their leg or broken their ankle or dislocated something. But you know. Uh, that was one of those ones where you get on the ground and you 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 think, do I even really need to do any more of these today? You know. <laughs> so I took an hour break, grabbed another rig, went back up. You know, you got to do it. I mean, wow. how many of us? How many of us have botched two or three launches, and then got in the oh, air? Yeah. You got to do it. Got to do A it. A lot of people yeah. that come up and ask about the sport, it, it's almost like. You can either have a really long conversation with them or immediately cut to the price. And then you know if they're serious or not. If you go, hey, you know, you're going to spend about 13 grand to get you a paramotor and a wing and training. That usually stops it right there. Yep. Yep. 
Absolutely. If, if you go on about, well, you know, you really need to get training so you know which kind of equipment. If you do all that, you're going to be talking for 30 minutes before you get to the point to where you tell them how much it is and they go, oh, never mind. You yeah, know, right. so might as well get the price thing out of the yep. way. Yep. And then if they're still interested, then I go into the rest of the story because otherwise you're just breathing hot air to them because. Yeah. Yeah, financing for you there you go we can you right <laughs> yeah, but you could finance it you know you could pay this thing off before you die for less than a cup of coffee a day we can get you in the air with a paramotor and away there you go <laughs> yeah it it you, you hit the nail on the head with that same way with skydiving you yeah. know oh, I, always, I always wanted to be a skydiver i've heard that a, a gazillion times I go well. Just a know, tip thirteen. Just saying. There we go. Yeah, it, you're gonna. You, <laughs> nothing's cheap. Now the first air, first air. I've been flying so long. First airplane I bought, beautiful airplane, was only seventy five hundred dollars. Wow. Wow. But it was thirty years ago. You know. Oh. Yeah. The, so that, that's it's all relative. Did you at least get them a clean pair of draws? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> Here's and the also, one thing I can leave you all with, and it pertains to every aspect of aviation. Whether it's ballooning, ultralights, Dan can back me up on this, paramotoring, skydiving, it will never be as cheap as it was yesterday. No. That's yes, true. your very first flight is the most expensive flight ever, and the rest of the time's free. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I want to know is when Daniel's flying, like if he's doing paramotoring, does it look like he has a full head of hair when he's flying because his beard goes up? <laughs> it's yeah. pretty wild. I, I've got some you pictures mid-flight from the landing. It looks like somebody stuck his face in a blender. You know, he's got all <laughs> it just beard hair everywhere. It as long as it won't go back into the prop, you're good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his reserve, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know that's got to be the one thing that sets the the two apart paramotoring versus skydiving i mean it has to be the degree of uh thrill or exhilaration i mean that's got to be much more intense with skydiving just has to yeah uh, so, i mean you know if it, obviously every skydive you save your own life yeah which you know the the element of danger is far less here with paramotoring, but uh, definitely still at the forefront of my mind when I make flights or when I train somebody or, you know, uh, I'm supposed to work with some guy in a week or so here and uh, he's got some flying background. He's a private pilot, got his own equipment, you know, wants to come out and learn. Uh, I just saw a picture and I'm sure you guys saw it on uh on Facebook within the last two weeks, somebody that did a ground start and uh engine got away from him and yeah. right yeah. arm. He had about 60 stitches in his right arm. I don't know if you guys have seen that, that no. picture, but wow. saw a video where an instructor was getting a student to ground start their paramotor, which I think is ridiculous. That was, that was, I saw that one recently too. And that one blew up. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't understand why, especially if you're an instructor, you're teaching these people how to be safe on a paramotor. Why would you teach them, hey, it's okay to ground start if you know what you're doing? No, the no. hell it is not either. No. That motor can take off any time. 
there's no reason whatsoever ever to ground start your paramotor on a back or on a rack. That's yep. that's the one of the cool Absolutely. things is that we've that we've done is that we've simulated something like this, right? So we had them where they would pretend to like start. And all I did is had my knee next to the prop, and I just used my knee to go forward a little bit. He and and they could not keep the paramotor from coming towards them with all of their might, knowing that I'm just going to lean in a little bit and they yep. cannot keep the, the the paramotor up. So if you did something like that, wherever you are, where just somebody gently pushed that prop towards you while you were pretending, in, or at least in that spot where you would normally, or if you would do something like that. And when you realize that if you put all your might into it, that little bit of pressure, you can't hold them up. Why would you even? Why would you even try to ground start? That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. We have and way Dan too many pictures. Flown, Dan and I have flown with a guy out in Idaho. Uh, his name is Dan. Also, he got a rig, and he, you guys got to be familiar with this. It's got an electronic system that will shut the engine down after X number of RPMs. Yeah, yeah start. That's, almost all the scouts come with it. Yeah. yeah, scout. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it can start it can start blasting away on on RPMs. It'll shut itself down. Hmm. You know. Now that still gives that still gives you enough enough time to chop chop something off. Absolutely, I agree with you hundred percent. I the think only that's issue great... with safe start is if your motor goes out while you're flying. If you go to restart your motor, you have to make sure to let it idle for a few seconds before you hit the gas. Otherwise, it'll shut right back off. So yeah. if you're in the air and you restart, you can't just hit the gas, you know, if you're getting low, because you'll just kill the motor again. That's the yeah. only bad part about safe start, but it can it can save somebody from getting their arm chopped off or fingers chopped off. So, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, I'd like to talk about that from a practical standpoint as far as ground starting. Um, and I'm not saying that I, I did this, but in theory, if I were to have ground started a couple of times and it almost got away from me, I would say I'll never do that again. So I'll just put that out there. But probably if somebody's thinking about ground starting, they've got the motor on their back. It's freaking 95 degrees outside. They're sweating and, they're pull, and they, they go to pull the motor and they pull and they pull and they pull and they can't get it started and they get frustrated. And then there is the tendency to take the motor off the back and start working at it from that angle because it's a lot easier. Yep. But it's also a lot, a lot. On yeah. Well, you should go back to the basics. You have something wrong with your engine that needs fixed. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but from a practical standpoint, I'm just, the reason I'm saying this is because I've been there, you know, and I know yep. what it feels like to that, that desire to just take that motor off your back. Yeah. And give it, right. up, give it and up. Give it a good start. It. Yeah. yeah. Raise, raise, your, raise your hand if raise your hand if you've never done it. I've never. That's ridiculous. I've never yeah. ground started. It's yeah. on my okay. back, or I'm not doing good. it. Or so Kevin and Scuba, well, you got how many fights you got, Scuba? You got twelve now, right? Eleven or twelve, something like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm still new. I'm still a new guy. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm, that's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying it because. I mean, I've been this, I've gone for what, four years, for a little over four years now. So um, it's just, I'm glad I learned the lesson when I did. You know? Well, definitely. <laughs> the, I mean, you the got the all your I fingers bought. and toes. So, hey. yeah. well, there yeah, wasn't, yeah, there wasn't as much, there wasn't as much emphasis by my instructor 
uh, about ground starting. You know, that was something that I started picking up when I hung around my local group and then yeah. started watching some videos about it and, yeah. and reading. That's a and big I, I, safety thing right there. That's that's yeah, one yeah. of the main things that I think should be taught at every school is not to ground start your paramotor. I mean, right. they can get you hurt. Sean goes over that pretty regular with every student. I'm sure Sean does. I know he, he does. Besides your streets being straight and your your carabiners hey, being hey, locked, hey. yeah, it, yeah, ground starting, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> At 11 seconds for that checklist is it'll save you life. There yep. you go. And when, I, and when, I, that, when, that, when that moment comes, and it will come in your paramotoring career where you're thinking about doing it. That's the point where I hope you remember this this episode. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just like do the next best thing. Yeah. I, I think about standing in front of cars. So I mean, it's basically the same thing. Before you do it, just ground, just just Google ground start paramotor and look at the pictures, and you won't yep. do it. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's a good it's idea. It's not worth it. It's not. I mean, I, no. I, don't, I don't see any reason to ground start. I mean, and, if you do do it, you'll only do it once. Yeah. And Larry, you know, has dual start. So, you know, people that got electric start, that's even more reason not to ground start. I don't have, they don't, on the factory yard, they don't give you the option to have electric start. You can right. only pull start it. But like I said, first pull, it started. So I'm I'm happy with that. If it takes yeah. me more than three pulls, I'd be surprised. I'd have to have primed it way too much and flooded it because it usually... Within three pulls, it's running every yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I just put a new starter on mine recently that I got from uh, Dave Jewell at uh, Blue Sky in uh, mm -hmm. California. And, uh, man, this starter is is wicked. I mean, it it just zips that thing up so fast. And it's, uh, you know, I'm an old guy. I, I, I don't want to pull start. Uh, and I'll electric start all the time. I rarely ever pull start unless my... You know, I had the starter motor off for a while uh, earlier this year. Give it a couple of weeks. I got a pull start for you when you get out here. Oh, come on. Talk about bad designs. What was Cadillac <laughs> thinking with the North Star motor when they they put the starter in the intake of the engine? Why would you put a starter? Yeah. In, so if your starter goes out on a Cadillac with a North Star, you got to pull the whole intake off to get to your starter. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's why they did it. So it, because if you got a <laughs> yeah, Cadillac, yeah. you got well, money to pay for a mechanic. You're not <laughs> going to be doing it yourself. I guess. Back to, uh, back to Dan's mishap, not a mishap per se, but just bad luck on that day that we were going to make his first flight. He was pull starting and, and the rope went back in and caught the flywheel and just wound up in the flywheel. I mean, wow. what a freaking mess you know i mean wow. he had to take a lot of crap off the engine just to get to that um yeah and if the motor. if the motor would have started we would have been in worse case yeah yeah you know um but i i gotta give a shout out to dave jewel he's he's got these starters built custom they will fit about five or six different motors um and uh i put mine on and uh and i use a uh 14.4 volt lipo and man it just you hit that button i've got a, a cross country throttle and uh you just hit the start button you're it's running right now you know Dan hit the the head earlier 
if it's not starting after three tries with electric or three or four tries pulling, something else is going on. Right. You know? Absolutely. It yep. was a gas motor with an electric start, you mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just just for the first time yesterday or the day before, I, I put an, an electric paramotor on my back. They open PPG. Okay. That thing is incredible. I mean, well, I could, I'm thinking of I could not hold it back. I can, I can, I can full power the moster and hold it back. I could not yeah. do that with the uh, electric. I'm board. thinking, I'm thinking about maybe a couple of those for training rigs at some point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not messing with full starters, electric starters, starters in general, uh, mixing gas, doing it, just plugging batteries in at the end of the day. And I'm not a big EV guy, you know, I don't have an electric car, I don't, you know, whatever. I got my opinions on that. But um, so did you fly it or did you just put it on your back? I did not fly it, but I mean, I, I felt the power on my back and I felt the response of the throttle and yeah, it, it felt really good. Actually, it, even though it's about the same as with the Moster, the weight, weight wise, the way that right. it's positioned on your back, it's higher up. It feels much lighter. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, the, well, the I'm not, I'm not a big fan for me. Once they hit that, that hour and a half flight time with the battery technology, yep. I think I'm going to be all over that. Yep, I was yes, just I'm right say. with you. The battery technology hasn't got quite there enough to spend the money. Yeah. Well, as soon as solid state batteries get cheap enough, that's when it'll be on the market and yeah. be profitable to do it that way. And I, I think it'd be fine for training because, you know, uh, like Dan, when Dan made his first flight, we were at a sod farm. I don't think he flew for nine minutes, seven minutes, you know? I mean, I think it's oh, a great... It, it, it probably didn't help that uh, our comms died when I ended up two feet up, two hundred feet off the ground. Right, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I was going to ask Dan on your first flight, were you tempted to get in your seat early? That's that's a big thing. I know. I know my first flight, I kind of got scooped into my seat. That's probably because I wasn't leaning back. I know if you're if you're leaning kind of forward when you go to launch, once that wing catches, it will scoop you up before you need to actually get scooped and then you'll just come right down into the ground from the weight so were you tempted to jump in your seat or you were just like no i'm gonna go until i'm 10 feet in the air before i stop running no it was actually a, a couple of weeks ago when i saw my the three-year videos and everything when i first started up to close to a 10, 10 flights i was the idiot that looked like a fool running until you're way up in the air hanging out of the harness until everything was checked and then figure out how to get into the seat hey there's nothing wrong with that i mean <laughs> i've seen a lot of people their first flights they'll take off and they'll be running way up into the air you know make you know make sure i because i thought i was in the air because that wing will fool you you feel the weight come off of you and you're like oh i'm in the air but you're not so so wait until you're in the air before you try to get in your seat. Yeah, and then hit a dead spot and then go buy a new prop. There exactly. Yeah, you yeah. Right back into the ground and yep. boom, prop in there. Break easy. <laughs> yep. Been there. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I I gotta give Dan props because I he we we built really good habit patterns and <laughs> that was one of us. Don't stop running until you feel you until you feel like you're ridiculous. That's that's the other thing. You know, <laughs> depending on your instructor, like Larry instructed Daniel, right? 
So everything that Larry taught you becomes instilled in your brain. So everything that you do when you set up to whether you do your pre-flight or everything you're doing, you think it, it like automatically snaps in your head. Okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. Yeah, That's why it's so important for training. I mean, if you do your own, you know, if you do self-train, you know, you, you're like bouncing all over. Okay. Am I missing this? Am I missing that? When you, when you go through training, it's like systematic. You're like, okay, I need this, 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 this. And then, you know, you you've checked everything before you go to take off because I mean, that's the most important thing being safe before you even try to launch, because if you launch, you got a riser twist or something real bad. That's that's when bad accidents happen. Yeah. You go to pull your brake yes. and you got a riser twist. Your brake's going to pull and stay pulled, and you're going to spiral right back down into the ground. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I pretty much do the same exact procedure from my very first flight till my flight a couple days ago, there you with go. the exception of a few minor tweaks. Yeah, it's just, it's just a habit forming thing that you get you you get accustomed to, and you just do over and over again. So you know you've checked everything, so you're good yep. to go. The more you practice, the luckier you get. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the luckier you get. <laughs> yep. Practice, practice, practice. You'll end up lucky, you know, or so it seems. But yeah, it, it's no different than skydiving or or flying airplanes. Um, you got to have a habit pattern. And yeah. if it's if it's taught to students correctly from the beginning, they'll follow it. It'll serve them well. It has with Dan. He's going to pass me up, I'm sure, one of these days, which which is great. I love to hear that. I love to see that. You know. Yeah, um, I'm about ready to get my uh, instructor rating and try to utilize the 20 acres behind the house. Good. Oh, there you go. Good. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. And then when you retire, you can come here and instruct, and we'll go fishing. I mean, if I, if I can talk the wife into getting rid of all the pigs and the goats and the chickens ah. so I can move without them. Wow. I don't know yeah. the exact numbers. I'd say within the last two or three years, the the amount of paramotor pilots have increased tenfold, if not more. I mean, it's yeah. just crazy the amount of people that's getting into paramotoring now. We we had 192 registered up at uh, Boonshiners in August. Wow. 192. Yes, it's it's, it's a, a good thing that more people are getting into the sport, but when you're in smaller communities and a handful of those people don't get the correct instruction and or just disregard the way we're supposed to fly, right? it creates problems and you start right. to end up losing LZs and you can't fly certain places. Right. That's why I bought my own, you know? Definitely a few bad apples. It happens with almost anything. I, I'm more worried about this whole Amazon delivery drone thing getting in the way of our flight and, and what altitude are they going to have to fly at, you know, compared to what we do. If they start delivering Amazon packages with drones, are we going to have to look out for these drones? Are the drones are going to have some kind of avoidance system, What what's going to happen? You're going to have to have some sort of avoidance system. You can't just fly something, you know, uh, blind up there. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, right. you, can't, well, you can't even do that with, you know, with uh, 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 drones. Yeah. Drones are good at avoiding, but they're good at avoiding steel things, not usually moving things that much that I've seen right. in the technology that we have. I mean, maybe it gets better. But I'm worried about the fact that we're actually moving at a decent speed 
the drone being able to get out of the way. Well, look at look at the the Cessna caravan and the paramotor crash down in Texas a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, now, I have my opinions because I've flown both types of vehicles, and if I'm flying a caravan, I'm not looking for paramotors at five thousand feet above the ground. You know, so um, don't fly your paramotor five thousand feet above the ground near an airport. You know. Yeah, I mean, unless you're good at seeing and avoiding, but that's all well and good. But you, what are you going to do? It takes a lot to get yeah. away. It's I mean, not. It's not even like you. If you know that you're going to be doing something like that, it's not even like you can't put up your own notum. I mean, you can put a notum up for the following sure. day, saying, "Hey, be careful! I'm going to be flying up to ten thousand feet in this particular area, so people yeah. are looking out for you." Yeah, you can do that. Anybody can do that. Um, I'm sure once I've got things rocking here, there'll be a permanent notum over at the airport because it's only three miles away. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, paramotor activity in the vicinity, you know, just like you see the little skydiving icon on uh, sectional charts for, for skydiving centers, you know, yeah. um, that may yeah, even be here for sure. That may even be something that that happens with the FAA at some point in time and we get our own little icon that there is paramotor activity at this airport. Keep your head on a swivel, you know? Um, and, and I've seen it from both sides of the, uh, the equation, you know, if I'm flying an airplane, even my airplane only goes hundred miles an hour. I only have a fraction of a second to avoid something like a, a ultralight or a paramotor, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, if you're flying, near a bigger city yeah that's might be an issue that you would have to consider more closely one of the again one of the reasons i bought here is because we can fly all over the place there's a bunch of grass strips within uh 10 or 12 miles of my place uh we can do some neat cross countries you know and there, there's no traffic at the airport <laughs> much less that's, around that's a question i got for you since you can fly from your front door do you mm -hmm. get bored of flying that same area over and over again? <laughs> no, a little bit. No, a little, a little bit. bit. No, yeah, but not, not bad. I mean, John says no, and you're saying no. a little bit. No, I, that's what I'm trying no. To... You, you get your coffee in the morning and you go out in your front door and go fly? I, no, because I can go in any direction, you yeah, know, yeah. 20 or 50 miles on a paramotor yeah. and come back. I mean, I am never without going uh, someplace no, it, it, I've never been I will before. say there's a lot of agriculture here. It's flat. It's flat yeah. like a table here. Um, they call this low country. You know, there's a high country in South Carolina. You know, the highest peak in South Carolina is 3,500 feet. People don't know that. Uh, and then there's low country. You know, I'm at 140 feet. Um, and it just slopes to the ocean, and it's only 50 miles away, 50 air miles away. So there's not a lot to see out here, but there are some There's some pretty good-sized ponds and a lake nearby here and little towns and, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It just makes me think, I'm, I'm just wondering if you get bored of seeing the same thing over and over. I'm just happy to fly myself, but I think some people get bored. They're like, oh, I need a new place to fly. I want I want to see new things, but I mean, yeah. I'm just happy to be flying myself. Yeah, so. and, and I don't disagree with that. I mean, when I was out in Idaho this summer and got to fly with Dan and some of the other guys, yeah, what a, what a treat. You know, here's the mountains again, and I can go play around up in the foothills and 
you know, go down low over the river and uh, around here. Yes, it's flat. There are a lot of trees and there are a lot of swamps and uh, you don't want to be in either one of them. Mm-hmm. If something goes south or land in either one of them, you know, uh, uh, we got gators down here. We got five different species of poisonous snakes. You don't want to go in the water or the swamp, you know? Wow. Yeah, and nobody yeah, wants to go I, I think it goes along with, uh, depends on where, what territory you're in. I've been flying from my backyard for over three years, and I still have yet to get bored and can still find new places and new things to see. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That's what I and, and on the same note, you can always paracamp. So you can, like, go from your LZ, find a cool spot, land there, come back the next day, and, and it's going to yeah. be different. Yeah. My experience is different and that I am kind of bored of flying at my LZ. You know, maybe it's because I've done, just done it day in and day out and day in yeah. and day out. And where, where are you, Will? I'm in the Raleigh area, North Carolina. Oh. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I've flown skydivers up there at Triangle. That's where I fly out of. Oh, at the airport? Yeah, at the airport. Uh-huh. Okay, I've be. flown over at the uh, over at Cadence uh, Sky Sports. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For red shoes. That's Will. There you go. <laughs> they, they, they've moved <laughs> off site to another airport to the north. Uh, yeah. That other grass field. There's a grass strip up there. They just moved, moved there, I think. Yeah. Uh, but hmm. yeah, it's just uh, so I like to mix it up a little bit if I can. You know? Yeah. Well, Will's, yeah. Will's a different case. I mean, he may fly out of the same place all the time, but Will goes to a lot of fly ins where he gets to experience different areas. So, yeah, I can't yeah. see him getting that bored because he does get to go to different areas to fly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'll say not that that's right. But if I only flew out of my local LZ every time, and you know, kind of, kind of right. Like, I don't think I go could. in a different direction each time: Over. north, west, south, east. Then I don't think I could ever, ever, ever get bored out of going well, out of LZ. Bored is in the eyes of the beholder, though, too, guys. You know. Yes. If you I mean, end up bored, just pull the brakes a little harder. <laughs> go, go take a go take a sieve course, man. I I I got some great still photos of the canopy. It looks like it wadded up into a ball of shit, you know. And you know, go take a sieve course if you're getting bored. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm good. Bored. I'll, I'll I'll stick with boring. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that is boring. Fun. That was interesting. That was pretty interesting, but I mean, that's yeah. that's the only place that I took a you know through a reserve is at a um, SIV course. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had I I came close to throwing one a few summers ago. I was doing some wingovers and I went negative and and I mm. got got line twists at about seven hundred feet. Wow! And uh, it was such a a snap at the bottom that it popped the lead off of the uh, ignition coil killed the engine wow yeah and Kevin, i didn't know i didn't know that at the time um, you, oh so go ahead so i got down to about 200 feet and hit the start button and nothing happened I, oh okay and i went into a an agricultural field um uh, you know <laughs> i got out of the line twist uh you know so that wasn't a big deal but um the 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 wing was still inflated. Yeah, I've got line twists, so I'm not going to throw a reserve. The wing's inflated. I'm right over a huge field. It's not not an issue. But uh, ironically, it was only about 300 yards from the local fire department, <laughs> and so <laughs> convenient. 
these these guys come out, you know, drive the truck like 200 yards and go, Hey, are you okay? Yeah. You guys can go back to whatever you're doing. I'm good. Go back, wash the truck some more. (laughs) Yeah. I had to make two trips out of the field, one with the wing and one with the the gear because it was some agricultural field and it was wet. And, Mm. you know, I almost lost a shoe in the mud and and just, you know, um, yeah, don't, (laughs) don't go negative on a wing over. Kevin, you, did you only get that one flight? I know you said, I think you said you were going to go back there in November to fly again. Did you just get that one flight in? Just that one flight. Oh, damn. You got to be itching for another flight, man. Uh, I am very much so. Okay. Much. I, I was really worried. I was like, man, Kevin, I don't know if he got to fly more than once. One flight, it's like, oh, my God, you you got to be itching so bad to fly again. I can't even imagine, dude. I'd be freaking out right now if it was me. Get up in the morning and get it together and go fly. He's, yeah. he's got to drive back out to Sean's place and, you know, go fly. It's a three-hour drive well, from work, my house. Work so. will always be there. Three <laughs> hours. Yeah. yeah. So November what? November 10th, 11th, and 12th. 10th, 11th. Oh, damn. That's when our granddaughter's getting born. Okay, well. Just whatever. Videotape it. Priorities, man. You got to come down. You know, I haven't, I haven't flown in a few weeks, but because I've been doing a thousand other things, but we get fog in the morning and, uh, and I'm really tempted to launch when the fog is a little thin so I can get up on top of it. Cause it always, oh, yeah. and you both. Yeah. So I, is fog clouds because if it's free and clear of clouds, they don't say anything about fog, right? Hmm. Well, well, uh, I'm also in the middle of nowhere, which is nice. You know? I haven't had a flight like that yet with low clouds to where I can get up above them. Well, actually, there was one time when I could have done it, but I would have had to go to 3,500 feet. And I this was like at flight five or something. I'm like, no, I don't. I just wasn't comfortable going that high. So I was like, no. Nah. Yeah, what if you fell from that height? That'd be terrible. <laughs> Well, I, I, if I figured, you know, even when I went hang gliding, they were like, you can go 2,000 feet and you get to hang glide down for like five minutes or we'll take you to 5,000 feet and it's 20 minutes. I was like, hell, I'll die at 2,000. Take me to 5,000. You know, yeah. well, yeah. I might as well go all the way. Yeah. It just gets cold at 5,000. It yeah, did. It did summer. get a lot cooler, but it was 90 degrees oh, yeah. on the ground. So that was awesome to go up that high. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that flight I made to 10,000 feet was pretty damn cold, and it was in July. Woo! Yep. 10,000 yeah. feet. Man. Yeah. We, we, well, we took off at 3,800, though. You know? We only had to climb 6,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even in the summer, 10,000 feet at 9 in the morning or 8.30 in the morning or something like that. Yeah, dude, you don't spend a lot of time up there. You take your pictures, and you go back to the camp. It's below zero up there nine times out of ten. Yeah, it was pretty damn cold. It was really cold. Hell, I'm in a flood zone. I'm like two feet below sea level where I live. So (laughs) I'm I'm low. (laughs) Boy, those launches must be amazing. They're so easy. I don't even have to think. The wing just comes up. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go. (laughs) When you have a breeze at Salton Sea, it feels like you got about 38 horsepower, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty cool being 200 feet below sea level yeah you know yeah that's fun flying down there 
Yeah, go to oh. go to Moonshiners and uh, try not only, you know, being up at a couple thousand feet and uh, the wind is going around like this. Yeah. I well, you were, you were at Moonshiners, weren't you, Larry? You were at Moonshiners. Yeah, yeah I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. I, I had flown skydivers up there, so I I met Dave, the airport manager, and got to know him pretty good. In fact, I was just up there a couple weeks ago flying skydivers again. Um, but... Uh, yeah, he says, uh, I mentioned something about paramotors, and he says, well, we have this event. And I said, well, yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> you know yeah. Linda? Yeah, yeah, I know her real well. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's awesome. Nice. Yeah, so she's awesome. I'm yeah. going to ask Will this question. If you had two events that you could go to next year, what would those two events be? You should uh, ask everybody. You should ask everybody. Yeah, everybody. I'll ask everybody. If Two events. You can only go to two events, two fly-ins next year. What would those two fly-ins be? Moonshiners one. Yeah. It's gorgeous gorgeous yeah. at Moonshiners. Dude, that, that's really tough, man. Yeah. I, I know. It, it, it is tough, but that's my choices. I have – I think I can hit two fly-ins next year. And where, I got to choose live? between Badge, uh, Badgeables, Moonshiners, Dave Purdens. I, I don't even know. Well, you yeah. know, March 21st is the second annual Fly It for Gage. Oh, and and Fly It for Gage. I forgot about that. That's so enough. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make it three because I'm gonna go to that regardless. Mm -hmm. uh, if that weren't, if Fly It for Gage weren't around, it would definitely be Moonshiners and Purdens. I mean, Bad Apples. Gosh, there's Moonshiners too. Shoot. I know. <laughs> yeah, I see, when you're it. limited, it makes it hard. It makes it really yeah, hard. Man. Bad Apples. Bad apples for yeah. sure. Yeah. Gage for, Gage for sure. The scenery up at, up at uh, Moonshiners is is worth everything, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's, you know? So is the scenery better at Moonshiners or Dave Purdens? Because Dave Purdens looks pretty cool, too. Moonshiners. Moonshiners? Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's stunning. Moonshiners is awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Bad apples for the people. Moonshiners for the... Well, good people too, but it's just the most beautiful backdrop for paramotors that I've seen. I don't know. I'm pretty stuck on my backyard. <laughs> Daniel's like backyard and backyard. There we go. Yeah. And don't well, forget about next year. Yard and, and I also have a lot of side yard and backyard too. Like I said, when <laughs> well, Sean's right, gonna, so my, have, I'll have 30 uh, acres. Right, my backyard and your front yard next year. Okay. <laughs> Sean's gonna say the eclipse for one. Eclipse okay, that's that's a deal. for sure, right? That's a deal. Actually, actually, next year, actually next year, um, we plan on hitting every major fly-in next year. Good. Oh, across well, the country. Yes. Wow. So much for limiting Sean to two. He's like, screw you. I'm going to like all of them. <laughs> Last couple of years haven't been able to because you know we got the uh, the school up and running the nonprofit so now it's like we got to got to got to go to every single one. That yeah. look at Butch. Look at Butch. Butch. He's like, uh huh, uh huh. What about? See, now that the school started, the school's probably going to be busier. How are you going to be able to get away to go to these flans if you have hire more instructors? <laughs> Okay, well, hey, if you, you bring know, all the students with me to the fly -ins. there you go. Hey, if y'all want to get trained, you're going to have to come to Utah or wherever the hell. <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. you. 
That sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> uh, we're going to take that weekend off. <laughs> well, we, well, we want to go down to uh, to um, Columbia also and do that Columbia thing with uh, my dog's choking. Chris Wheeler, oh, right? There you go. Chris yeah. Wheeler has that thing. Yeah, I mean, you obviously, if you got students, you can plan the schedule around it. You know, okay, well, this is the fly-in, so I'm not going to do any students this week, and then I can take students afterwards. So, yeah, you got it. You can set it all up yourself. Yes, Amy says he he would go to Bad Apples and Gage. Bad Apples and Gage. <laughs> Gage is so far, man. But I I mean, if I went to Gage, it would I'd just fly down there and on a plane, not on a paramotor, and then just hang out because I wouldn't be able to bring my gear. I'm not taking my gear on a plane. Damn that! Everybody's circumstance is different. That's yeah, what we did to EFG. You just this, need to start year. a YouTube channel and do it like the Canadian Jim with his yeah. maple smelling money and travel and make videos. <laughs> Damn that, man. <laughs> you seen his van? <laughs> it's like falling apart and crap. No, I'm not, I don't need 500,000 miles on my car. <laughs> <laughs> Tony says bad apples and fly it for gauge. Yeah, bad apples. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. Flying circus and fly for gauge. Oh, flying no, circus. We oh. definitely got to do circus. We may we may not go down there with our gear for circus, but we'll go down there for sure to watch it because that just looks crazy as hell. It That's does look crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts, you guys. Let me tell you, a lot of people flying, uh, airplanes coming in and out, guns and ammo and all kinds of wild things going on there. Um, some guy was the first year I was there, some guy was flying his paramotor after dark, didn't have any lights on it. And he's, you can just, you can just hear him doing wing overs and doing all kinds of shit. And I thought this guy's going to die, you know, wow. and uh, it's 23 miles from the nearest pavement. Wow. So you are out there. It's, it's, it's wow. insane. It's a good time, you know, but, uh, it's pretty insane. There's a lot of activity out there. Yeah. Well, so, could you go out and have a good time, even if you didn't fly? Yeah. Um, anything you think you might need, though, for that weekend, you better take with you, because you're not going back to town. Mm -hmm. It's 23 miles to the nearest pavement, and then about another 10 miles to the nearest town. Wow. So that'd be two hours, you know, hour hour and a half to get to the next town, you know, but. It's a pretty cool place, you know. Mo's Mo is uh, very eclectic. He's an interesting character, you know. There's a lot of activity, you know. And when the sun starts going down and people are putting their wings and toys away, they bring out a 50 cal machine gun with tracers, and you know, it's just it's just mayhem. It's awesome, you know. Hopefully by next year we'll have a fixed wing and I'll have my pilot's license. We'll just fly over there to circus. Yeah, way oh, easier. You get your pilot's license. Yeah. You got it made. Then you can just fly to all the fly-ins and bring your gear right yeah. with you. I know what I'm thinking. That would be awesome, Sean. You should do that. But like, hell, I'll, we'll just fly to. All right, we're there. All right, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get a pair of and fly them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that sounds great. Well, guys, my phone I... is uh, my phone is bleeding power, and I'm getting pretty low. Uh oh. <laughs> So we've already went 
well beyond, beyond what we normally do. But I told Larry, it's like, don't tell me that, you know, you can stay out here as long as you want to, because we've done over five hour podcasts before. <laughs> this was well, I appreciate, I appreciate the invite, guys. And yeah, thank you, girl. Larry. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much, Larry. Definitely appreciate you. you had some really and, nice uh, stories. Everybody, come come and visit down here. You'll you'll fall in love with the property. It's uh it's a sleeper. You you pull in off of a uh, a quiet paved road and take a long dirt road out to the campground and and uh, man, just spectacular sunrises and like I said, thirty acres of open area. I mean, I love going up to. Uh, to uh moonshiners but it gets a little busy a little crowded up there with with everybody trying to use a fairly finite amount of space yeah you won't have that problem here you know well, i i put your uh, facebook link down below in the description so you guys cool. go over there and check them out and yeah, friend yeah. Send, send me friend requests definitely and then you can kind of keep up on what's happening uh we're kind of at a lull right now i have 17 piles of stumps i gotta burn some of the piles are as big as a house. Damn. Literally. Oh, man. Yeah. So bonfire. <laughs> Sounds like a good time for <laughs> the cocktail. Yeah. Yep. Lots of bonfires going on here for a while. So, but um, yeah, we should uh even if I don't have the campground done, obviously we can still camp, you know. Right. Uh I get Porta Johns and whatever brought in and food trucks and you know, so I think we got uh we got the potential to to put something on the map, so to speak, and make this a destination not just for paramotor folks but power parachutes and you know ultralights experimentals whatever you know so nice. should be uh should be awesome when it's done Can't which wait. will never be completely done if you know what it's i mean never but, done <laughs> no yeah. never done. i don't even know how you sleep at night right now larry oh, man it's, i'm, I'm so your mind good. just going ring, ring, ring. yeah yeah <laughs> well you know like i tell people you know i'm not I'm not young, uh, but uh, what? but I what I go I go in first gear for 14 hours every day. <laughs> and that's how you get shit done, man. You know, yeah, one slow. There you go. Nope, nobody nobody gets the top of uh, of a mountain in fourth gear. You just can't no. do it. Go in first gear all day long, all okay. day long. So that's what you got to do. Yeah, you know? I just get up every morning, throw my Supergirl outfit on. And I'm out the door, and I tell you what, I'm gone all day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she's Supergirl. Who are you, Sean? I'm Cowboy Grandpa. Oh. See, I thought you know who I thought you were. I thought what? you were Sean Wayne. No, we already know there's a John Wayne in the. Oh, Super I said Sean Wayne. Oh, John oh. Wayne. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There, <laughs> you've been John awesome, Wayne. man. Thank yeah. you. Really. Yeah. Hey. Appreciate yeah. it, everybody. Nice, nice meeting you. Nice meeting you, folks. I got a Halloween joke really quick. Okay. Go for okay. it. All right. I, I saw this on, on. I thought it was really cute. Why don't monsters eat ghosts? Why don't monsters eat ghosts? Yes. Cause, because they taste like sheep. Like sheets. Ah! Okay, one more. Why don't why don't skeletons fight each other? Why what? Why don't skeletons fight each other? Why? Because they don't have the guts. Oh. 
It only goes downhill good. from here. Oh, right, Lord. So we're really... <laughs> Oh, really going down now. No reserve or anything. I just, Damn. I gotta I gotta rat you out. I gotta rat my buddy out. Go for it. Dan Dan must have been flying for about an hour and a half. Guess what? What? He's gotta go pee. <laughs> I get a text message. I gotta pee. Yep, yep. <laughs> Come on, guys. Bladder Dude, control, you, you man. Bladder control. <laughs> well, I hope to meet. I hope to That's meet you folks in person. Come on down. All right. Come on down. Yep. Thank Fly you, Larry, everybody. Have a good one, man. All Thanks, right, Larry. You bet. Uh, Happy right. Since this is obviously a dad joke night, so. Uh. Uh, oh, why wouldn't the me? Why wouldn't the ghost dance at the party? Because he had Why? no body to dance with him. Oh, <laughs> God. This one is better. And I didn't like that one. So, uh. the, um, the sheet one, I'm, I'm going to vote for the sheet one. <laughs> so, okay, all right. So, where does a ghost go on vacation? Malibu. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, are y'all reading these <laughs> off Laffy Taffy or something? <laughs> something. <laughs> what? 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 All right. What's in a ghost nose? Boogers. Ah, hey. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan. You know they've got those little uh, uh, what do you call them? Um, condom things. Oh, yeah. The, things that they yeah. The little <laughs> the little catheter things. I yeah. looked into <laughs> it, man. I would rather take the opportunity to outland somewhere take care of business and get a second flight in for the day <laughs> yes yep funny oh gosh you gotta do what you gotta do yeah 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 on, on that note what does it out of... or i just don't think about it i just let it just let it go just let it rain you know let everybody else uh you know do right it into my prop no or all over me that's not It'll good be fine don't worry about you it need to you need to master the reverse razor <laughs> twist before you can do that there you go or go that would be cool drag. that'd be a stream to remember right there <laughs> a stream to remember yeah just go in foot drag and let everything go man <laughs> it was the river i promised yeah <laughs> It's raining. All right. What does a panda ghost eat? Bamboo. Oh, Goodness. God. They're getting worse. You must be like going down the list instead of up the list. But okay, okay. Everyone knows this one. What is a ghost's favorite dessert? Ice cream. Come on. You shouldn't know okay, that. Okay. All right. All right, that was funny back then. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> any, any other one? Let's see. I don't know, but I wasn't kidding when I said it was gone downhill after Linda. She really did have the. <laughs> <laughs> they taste like sheet. <laughs> I know it. I'm predicting a lot of trick-or-treaters tomorrow because we're in a new neighborhood with a lot of kids, so I'm expecting a lot tomorrow. Just turn mm. the lights out, man. Close the lights. I, I turn expect the lights to get, off. 
I expect to get a lot fatter by tomorrow night. I don't know why, because there's candy where you know everywhere in the house. So you know, we have a boatload of candy. I'm I'm trying not to eat it, but it's sorry, kid. We ain't got no candy. <laughs> right. <laughs> left. Sorry, sorry. Uh, we ain't got no candy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it is nine twenty. We had a really good evening. Uh, Larry, Larry was just the bomb. I mean, he he was hilarious. And uh, obviously, you know, with, uh, you know, pairing with Daniel, that was freaking awesome. Uh, I had you guys couldn't have picked a better person. Uh, Larry can talk and he's got plenty more stories. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. the stuff that we talked about on the pre-show, we have I got a whole list that we haven't even talked about yet. So we're going to have to have him come back for part two, because there's so many more cool things that he talked about yeah. that he wanted to talk about. So, yeah, I saw yeah. like when I found him on Facebook. You know, last year, I guess it was last year, when I found on Facebook, you know, and I read his bio, whatever, you know, how they put about him or whatever. And I was like, this guy is awesome. I got to get him. Yeah, I got to get him on the show. So finally did. So I was pretty excited. I knew yeah. you guys would like him. If you just, he had so much there, you know, so much. Uh, yeah. Gosh. So many stories. Will, do you think you're done flying for the year or do you have more stuff planned? Nothing, nothing planned right now. Done for done for the year. Wait, what what? I'm not done for the year. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, depending on how cold the weather gets, I'm just wondering if people think, oh, that's probably gonna be the because I know no, especially here and where Will lives, it's about to drop temperature big time in the next few days. I think well, it's going to be in the 20s next week, and I plan on flying. Yeah, hell it's yeah, be in the 20s here next week, and I will not fly. No, videotape that <laughs> to my sickles. I want to see that. <laughs> I'm I'm going to fly. I don't care if I have icicles coming out my nose. I'm going to fly all the time. Is uh, I mean, unless it's raining or snowing, or, or hurricanes or tornadoes. Let's see or... Sean's next video. This is how you spot land with your motor out with icicles on it <laughs> it's not so bad when you icicles coming up as throttle and you fly all winter long your very first year it makes things a lot easy yeah there you go but that's no that's true i mean my my first year i would fly pretty much any temperature you know because i wanted it bad enough but i still want it bad enough even after all these years, I still want to. I still want to. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? You know? Come on. I, I went and bought the stuff. I got thermals, heated gloves, jacket. I'm gonna have to try it. You always win, need a I'm release from reality, no matter what's going on. I, I I gotta ask the the last couple people that are probably still listening to us in the <laughs> super chat. Please let us know. Are you going to be flying during the wintertime? What is your lowest temperature that you'll fly? Are you done for the year? Come on. Give me a break. I'm never uh, done hey. for the year. No, no, I am not done for the year. I no. mean, we, uh, we still have temperature, you know, temperatures are going to rise and, and yeah. stuff. And you get more opportunities a lot of times in the winter to fly during the day, too. Yeah, so, like all right. day flights because you get a good overcast and you get that warm inversion layer. You mm -hmm. go up there and you can fly all day long. And you'd be like, you don't want to stop. 
Jeff? Well, that's me. I don't know about you guys, but will you guys fly during the winter time? What's your lowest temperature that you'll fly? What kind of warm weather gear do you have? Because I tell you what, if I don't have enough warm weather gear, I'm going to go get some more. I think I'm going to try to go get that flight uh, that flight suit. Yeah. I'm going to fly a lot. The blue sky gonna, blue white suit? Yeah, I'm going to walk out my door with a cup of coffee, warm my hands up, put on my electric gloves, put on my stuff, and go fly. And invite Kevin over. It's only three hours away. Get over here, man. Well, I've heard really model. good things about the Blackhawk flight suit. Blackhawk? I haven't seen their flight suit yet. I know um, Kangook's got a nice flight suit mm. that I saw they had. Um, if it drops below 40, it's going to be kind of a a call on it. If the if it looks beautiful outside, I'll probably do it just because it's nice. But if it's one of them dreary gloomy days i don't know if i'd want to go out in one of those but if it's nice hell i'll do it anyway yeah sometimes the days that look bad are the smoothest air you'd ever fly in that, yeah. you're right and I, I mean i agree completely i mean you get an overcast day and you know you don't have any thermals you, you're good to go but i, I guess it ju it'll just depend sometimes you're able to get up where yeah, that big old um, cloud layer. There's cloud layer over here, but nothing over this way. And all you see is uh, waterfall clouds, clouds with waterfalls just coming off as you're flying by. Obviously, you can still see the ground. You're Obviously, you're still 2,000 feet away from it. But man, the beauty of it is just absolutely amazing when you can fly and see these big clouds just like waterfalls coming off of it i mean obviously what was it's that thing they were doing in australia which i i didn't know yeah. there was such a thing it's called a glory glory oh. hole or something um hey now this is a, a, a just a straight <laughs> wall of cloud no i don't know it's a glory something <laughs> this is this is a family oh, show, sir. Australia, man. <laughs> sir. I don't know what, what, what channels you've been watching on YouTube, but that's not Paramotor, sir. Wrong <laughs> still, man. They have oh, wing patches for that, bro. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways, yeah, they, they fly. It's basically along a straight line of clouds. <laughs> And they have to get over it to where they can just basically thermal across the entire continent of Australia. It just, if they float along with the cloud all the way across the, the continent. I, I, I didn't hear anything you said after that. Glory Hole. Yeah. I didn't hear Hole. Thing. I didn't hear nothing you said. I'm sorry. I didn't, I know it's not that. I don't know why that one popped in my head, but <laughs> I don't want to look at your mouth. <laughs> fly the glory hole it's awesome <laughs> sir okay. i have watched a documentary on that cloud that you're talking about and that thing looks scary but it does it looks, it looks, like looks really scary to fly. It, it's overwhelming how huge that cloud was and i was like wow i can't believe they were doing it yeah that's what i watched daniel same thing yeah, yeah, it's overly overwhelmingly large and is it like is it like 
cloud suck? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I know where you it's guys are going with that, but that's what You can't get called. stuck in that wheel. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm... Thank God for editing. Don't say that. There's no editing. This is live, man. I dug it's myself so in deep. This All is right. live, man. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I shouldn't have taken that mask off. Sorry, I um um I had a brief uh, glimpse in um mind. Uh, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I, I, why can't I think of what that was called? I don't know. But they it was a good glory cloud. cloud. <laughs> glory cloud? No, they called it something else. Walker from Morning Oscar Glory? No, I, I it was something Morning Cloud in Queensland, NT Easter. I'll see Australia, Eastern Australia. Glory cloud. Okay, well there you go. Thanks, Walter, because I got it all wrong. Apparently, <laughs> just cloud, just by a little bit. Same thing. <laughs> Comes in from the ocean. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> no. Guys, <laughs> guys, you guys. Well, it's apparently rare, and they were all waiting to catch this thing. And it, it's a pretty cool <laughs> documentary that you can um you can watch. There ain't no way to walk it back, man. The more you talk, <laughs> the more you keep saying, the deeper you go. <laughs> usually you said somewhere. deeper, really. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't go that far. Morning glory is correct. See the morning glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. It's what he says. Morning glory is correct, Scuba. Mm -hmm. All right. So I got a little bit off. <laughs> I still couldn't tell you what the morning glory is, though. Yeah, it's it's a a rare cloud formation that basically has a lot of lift in the front of it, but you have to catch it at the right spot. Oh, the waves! Get, or you get cloud suck, and you get yes, the up. giant wave cloud. Yeah, okay, I have seen that. That is cool. See, and y'all are just blowing it way off. I may, oh I my gosh! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> come on! <laughs> I had that one. On that, that is really cool looking. Um, yeah, they, they, they just like wave the top of that cloud all the way across. I mean, they can go freaking 100, 200 miles just riding that thermal all the way. Yeah. 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 It looked well, awesome. show it, Show it for us. Show, show it on, on the screen. Before show I pass it. out laughing. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, Will's got it? Okay, good. Hopefully. It, it yeah. looks like a, it almost looks like a front that's coming in. It's literally just a wall of a gigantic cloud straight across. It's huge. Like a wall cloud. Yeah. Yeah. It? Okay. This is what I saw. And it's like um, uh, sailplanes would, would, uh, I need the pictures though. You're right with you. Mm hmm. So I don't know if you could do that with a paramotor or not. I if you could go, I don't know. That'd be really cool. I wouldn't do it though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any formations about like it. that around here. Um, 
I don't know if I don't think it's specifically for just Australia, but um, catching one like would probably just be as rare as it is there um, here, you know. I just want to see like pictures. Yeah, okay, it's coming here. Oh, God. All right, no, that's all right. I'm watching, I'm watching, uh, my. My Detroit Lions are playing tonight, so I'm kind of like football season already. Oh, man, <laughs> all right. I'm one of those dudes that just I really don't get into football. I, I may watch the Super Bowl. That's I'm not either. So, are we looking at any of these? This is what we're looking at right here. This the 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 circle thing. No, no the not the circle thing. The the mainly the one that says morning glory cloud. You see how that oh, is? All these big That's... these right here. Yeah, I've seen that one time when flying. That was it. One time. Okay. Yeah. So right there, that oh, one that says I see it. The morning glory cloud phenomenon. They'll yeah. get right over the front of that. You have to judge it correctly and get over the top of it. And then they just ride that cloud all the way across the freaking whole continent if they wanted to. Yeah, that looks like a great morning glory there, Will. Yeah, they just get up over the top of that. and just terrifying. Cool. Yeah. Terrifying. Wow. I mean, I for could, us, I think it would be. If you I hit it wrong, cool, uh, you I get dumped cool. straight almost to the ground. I mean, it'll dump you at least about 50 feet above the ground before you can pull out of it. So that's why it's so dangerous to do. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I see somebody down there. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, look at the waves. Yeah. The one that had like the several several like what waves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one that they called in Australia was instead of it having multiple, oh, that one's perfect, was just one solid cloud. Um like but that. I was on, I was on like the that. ground when one of these things passed and the storm front was insane. Like I wouldn't have wanted to be up there or or get down close where that's uh that um that gust front was because it was insane on the ground. I got yeah, really... have a standing lenticular cloud, like what you know forms over like a, a high ridge with fast moving air. <clears throat> the cloud forms and then dissipates that quickly with high wind. It's almost what it looks like. Yeah, they get they get above the center of that cloud and literally can just turn their motor off and just glide all the way across the state. It's it's amazing the way that the air works over those things. I've not seen one here. All these pictures with these gliders and things yeah. flying over them is just crazy. That is pretty neat. Yeah, so if you ever see one of those and you can catch it right, you could fly to another state if you can follow the thing all the way across. I choose you, Steve. Um. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so you're not allowed. You, you know what? I mean, that would be pretty interesting to do. I mean, if you were up there and you were prepared for something like that to be up there for hours upon hours, um, I think it'd be a once in a lifetime. Uh, oh yeah, these those guys do. in Australia were waiting for that. They were just sitting there waiting, looking for this one specific, you know, morning glory cloud to where they could get up and do it. And as soon as it came, I think four of them took off and the last guy waited two minutes too long. He was too late. 
to catch the right spot. The other guys got above it. He was mad. He, I mean, he was torn up about it because he didn't get up there quick enough. Because hmm. you, you can get in the wrong, uh, either the suck or the downdraft from that cloud, and it's you just won't be able to get in there. So, <clears throat> it looks cool. Yeah, I definitely have to um, spend a lot of money on Uber getting back. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like fun. Oh, it's snowing again. Is uh, it? Yeah, just start snowing. Oh, here. I mean, we're at 64 degrees now. So, yeah. Well, I'm not sure what the temperature is, but I know it's going to be in the uh, 80s this weekend. However, we're going to a um, a um, a fly-in, a private fly-in this weekend. Oh, that's good. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm sure my Michigander paramotor paramotor guys and gals say at this time of the year or whatever, they they head for Florida for the winter. They're like out of here. About Red Bull. Pack it up. They're like, see ya. Yeah. I think this there. is yeah, it's a whopping. Yeah, the guys I watched in Australia were definitely paramotor pilots. But um yeah, hang gliders do it. Any of them guys that you know can catch that morning glory thing is going to do it. Maybe we need to go over to Australia and do something like this one of these years. Good luck with that. Okay. What do you mean? Good luck with that. It's expensive to go to Australia. Really expensive. It's just off the coast of California, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah. yeah, right down the road. Thank you, Sean. I heard Walter has a place to stay. That's what oh, he said. Right. Yep. There you go. Said, come on down and use my equipment. So I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah. Well, well, it's rolling up on 10 o'clock already. So that's yeah. That's, this is one of the longest pair uh, podcasts that we've had in a while, and it just kept on going and going and going. I really had a good time, and uh, I know that we didn't do a big intro at uh, first. So let's go ahead and do our big intro now. Let's go ahead and start with Butch Fly. Go ahead, Butch Fly. Tell us about uh, you, how to get up with you, and what you do, and all that fun stuff. Uh, well, um, uh, uh, you can check me out on YouTube, ppgbutch.com, or you go on YouTube and look up Fly Butch Fly or Butch Fly, either one, and you can find me that way. Um, uh, I can't even think right now. Uh, you can also check us out at runintothesky.org and at Paramotor Arkansas. You can check us out over there. You can tell he's really tired. Yeah. Really <laughs> tired. Sleepy. Sean's leaving you hanging, man. Yeah, he <laughs> normally he's helps like, me out right here. Like, oh, yeah, here, let me let me give you my let me give you my hat. He's like tired too. You can tell because he's not jumping in there helping me out. <laughs> no, you did wonderful. You did wonderful. You did all the dot coms. That, that was awesome. Sean, is your hair is your hair that long already? Oh no, yeah. no. I have I have short hair. This is just just a wig. Like is that he was, part of the hat. Oh, it's yeah, part of the okay. Part of the hat. I was gonna say, man, your hair is really growing fast. It life. is. <laughs> I kept looking. I'm like, is that his hair? Yep. Yeah, I got short hair. You know that. It's all mm -hmm. mine. It's all mine. No extensions here, you know. 
<laughs> you got more extensions than AT and T. No extensions on mine. Look yeah. at look at look at Kevin. Kevin's like, what? What's going on? What? <laughs> no, I no, I am growing. No, this is my hair. I'm I'm growing it out uh, for the locks of love. So it's going to go out for. I think it's supposed to be. Well, it is your hair then. Yeah, I thought it was part of the hat. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding with you. Yeah, I'm I'm growing out for the locks of love. So. At 12 inches, it's going to be clipped and then sent off to Locks of Love. I did that once uh, in my 40s, so hell, I'm in my 50s. I still have hair. Why not try it again, right? There you go. Yep, look at Kevin. See, he could do it. Look at Butch. Uh, I'm going to do it next time. Yep, there you go. <laughs> well, we are getting into mustache November, so everybody, no November. everybody's not, it's not. Yeah, I think it's, all, I think it's no shave, baby. no shave November. Yes, that too. Yeah. Mustache November. <laughs> I think I think I it's mustache March. I think it's mustache know, March. Something like that. No <laughs> shave November. Mustache because because you know the guys <laughs> their beards and everything else starts going crazy on their face. Hey, watch out for that no shave November. You'll end up like this real quick. Right. Is that how you started? No, uh, it started out as laziness ten years ago. Now it's a full blown habit. <laughs> oh, that's right. You might as well that's keep right. going. I gotta let this grow out all of November. Ooh, there you oh. go. I have to color it too a little bit. I got a lot of gray in it. Maybe color it a little bit. You get a long enough beard as Daniel. You can check your wind direction with it. Just throw your beard out there. Okay, wind blowing that way. <laughs> there we go. We can do that. <laughs> How funny. Yeah, Sean, you can throw some Grecian formula on there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work about two days before it's all gray again. That it's not even worth it to try and color. Oh, real oh, so just, you tried it before. Just for men. Yeah. I, yeah. A touch of gray. That's it. Any of that stuff you use, especially I mean, you can do it for your hair, but your beard and mustache grow so fast. But if you if you color it within two days, you need to color it again. It's not even Just worth for it. jokes is what they Just need. To embrace follow. the gray. Yeah, there you go. Embrace the gray. Yeah, and I think it's not. I don't think it's just for men. I think it's just for them. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't call it gray that grows on my head when I go to the, my my hairdresser, or whatever. I call it the shiny. It's shiny. It's shiny. Can you get rid yeah. of the shiny? Thank you. Yep, that's what I say. Get rid of the shiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. I don't have I have more gray in my beard than I do in my hair. Actually, my hair looks pretty dark. I don't have very much uh gray at all. I've been kind of lucky with that. So if I did shave this and I had the long hair, it I'd probably look about 10 years younger. No, I there wouldn't. you go. You could just, if you shave your beard and mustache, you automatically you look younger. Hell, I'll look like I'm 20 if I did that, but I'm not shaving mine. I lost 50 pounds. Shave this. Yeah, for sure. I'd look there you go. Do I want to do that? It's no shave November. No, it's no shave November. <laughs> mustache November. Walk mustache is sexy. Will, I'm, I'm trying to picture you in a beard, Will. Well, I can grow a beard. You look like yeah. November. He's a going beard. to. That Are would be different it? to see Will in a beard. I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, that actually, I can't weird. grow. I can't grow like a beard. Beard. I can like do that. The, yeah, my, do like the Snapchat. Uh, 
The Snapchat? Do we call that a Snapchat? Is that what that's called now? I, uh, I thought it was a goatee. Snapchat. Yeah. Bigger beer, little beer. Yeah, little goatee. There you go. Goat cheese. Goat, yeah. Goat cheese. Yeah, goat cheese. <laughs> Funny. Anyway. Any boo. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> back at the Permola Ranch. All right, guys. Um, have a good time. Uh, obviously, um, Butch said goodbye, farewell. Let's go ahead and keep on going that oh, yeah, way. Yeah, sorry, Butch. Let's I, go over. I to held Steve's. it. I held up the group here. Yeah, let's go to Scuba Steve. Tell us about your Scuba Steve. I do a live broadcast on YouTube every Friday night, eight to ten Eastern Standard Time. You can just go to paramotordude.com. That'll take you straight over my YouTube channel, or you can look up Scuba Vapes. Um, I just put up a video that I. I had a flight on Saturday, which was my first ever trike flight, and it shows because I'm not afraid to post my mistakes as well as my good flights. So I, I showed where a couple guys had a, a couple of bad launches. Um, that's on there, and my terrible, terrible trike landing. That, um, but I did not hit my truck, so that's all that matters. I didn't yeah. hit my truck. Good job. But yeah, you come check it. us out. We talk about paramotors. We talk about vaping. We try to get people off cigarettes that's been smoking because I, you know, I'm a 32 year cigarette smoker. Well, now I've been vaping for 11 years now. So uh, it's really helped me. Uh, so if you're a cigarette smoker and you want to try to get off cigarettes, come check us out. There you go. There you go. And I, I jump in the chat on Fridays and then you just never, now I'm always late. But I I jump on the the scuba train and Munchkin and uh, you never know what I'm gonna throw in there and I, sometimes the topics just go. Good. Oh my god, the topics the topics go crazy. You, you never know what we're gonna talk about on that show. I, honestly, <laughs> I'm like that. I'm the instigator. But, okay. Hey, I like instigation. We, we <laughs> get in there we just and suck then it in start... and spit it right back out at you. There you go. Talking about off the wall things, you know, right? What? Like, oh. Hopefully we'll no, have. Like, oh, don't don't say that. We're live. I know what she said because I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. she said that. <laughs> she did. So yeah, just picture that. All right, or not. Love it. We're, we're just I hoping for it. some uh, internet over at the school. That way we can go to all the different shows every uh, night. We've been missing it because well, we don't have the internet out there, and um, cell phone signal kind of sucks. Scalink. <laughs> That, did you actually cough or Starlink? That... My bad. Starlink. Okay. Starlink. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know how much Starlink. that is? That's like five hundred bucks or six hundred bucks just for the the equipment. yeah for the dish, and then the service is like a hundred dollars a month. It, it's not cheap, but I mean, if you're in a rural area, it's it's not that bad. Especially if you want to yeah. use it to to go to fly-ins, you can just take the dish with you because mobile. The good thing about Starlink is you could pause your service you know say you're using your own home internet and then when you know you're going to a fly-in start the service up then when you go to that fly-in in another state somewhere far away you can set your yeah. dish up boom you got internet no matter where you go that's the cool but, that's what robert uses now he was my bernie he when he first got in his house and everything he's using verizon and they are horrible every time yeah. he's trying to have a show you know he, he kept losing you know, losing, breaking up all that stuff. And yeah, he ended up 
just going Starlink. And yeah, he yeah. said it's not cheap, but it's a lot better for him up there, you know, where he lives. So, you if know, my computer him. dies, I didn't hang up. All right, then let's go to you real quick, then, Kev. <laughs> I'm Kevin from Mississippi. Uh, Hi, Kevin. Hi, learning to do uh, fly <laughs> paramotor from uh, Sean at Paramotor, Arkansas. You are uh, a pilot now, Kevin. You are yeah. a pilot. Yes. Uh, plan on going back and flying again uh, November 10th, 11th, and 12th. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I look forward to seeing it, man. I, I You know, I, th I think that's awesome. Especially seeing people's first flights. It's just, you can't beat that. Yeah, well, it's an addiction. It gets nothing but worse. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, unexplainable. I I just can't uh I can't put it into words. So I I'm the, you don't I feel the same way. You can't really put it into words to mm -hmm. anybody about the feeling you get. It, it's not the same as when you fly in a plane. It's just not not even mm -hmm. close. Yeah. Amazing, spectacular, fantastic, all of them rolled into one with a cherry on top and a Tootsie Roll at the back end. <laughs> Be careful now. We don't get it over to the glory stuff. Yeah, no Tootsie Rolls in the back end. No <laughs> Come on. Come on. See, man, y'all had to go there. I was talking. Oh, about my yeah. God. Will is like, where in the hell are we going with this? All right. Yeah, I go trick or treat <laughs> tomorrow, man. Get those Tootsie yeah. Rolls. I think it's time to eat some chocolate. <laughs> Speaking of which, we'll fly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I said we'll fly. I was, you know, we were trying to intro into we'll fly. No, no, no. You tried to reach for that segue. I know what you're doing there. Go ahead, we'll fly. <laughs> so, anyways, What's yeah. That? Find me at willflyppg.com online where you can search for we'll fly on uh, YouTube. I make paramotor videos. Check it out. And unlike, uh, well, no, like Steve, I have no problem posting Steve's downs and sales. And Steve's downs, damn, that's messed up. I have no problem reposting his mistakes. <laughs> it's all a journey. It's all in fun. And uh, we've all made yeah. mistakes. And that's just part of the, that's just the way it is. Yeah. 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 Which I, might I be think, uh, which might be talking about a mistake uh, one of these days later on, but we won't even yeah, talk about that later, right now. Later on, not right Hopefully now. Later. I, I mean, I think it's good to post stuff like that <laughs> because everybody can learn from it. You know, it, it's not yeah. good just to post your your great launches and landings. Yeah. You need to post the mistakes because people can say, "Oh, I see what he did there. I'm gonna make sure I don't do that." You know, if they can learn from it, then I think it's even better. But it's also it's also good to have it where you can talk about what you're doing and show the mistake and not just the clip and go, you know, hey, look, you know, um, I ran into a 747, you know, it's like, no, it's like, right. what happened? How did they come up to that? You know, what, what right. happened? Embrace the suck. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's how you get better. Almost got sucked into the truck. So, yeah. Hmm. Thank God you didn't. Good Lord, you give Munchkin a heart attack already, going up in the air like yeah, I wasn't but about things ten feet away from down her, the so. field with their camp with their phone and trying to videotape you and <laughs> tell you what she's a keeper. She's a keeper. <laughs> you you know we're old and we still say videotape. Yeah, I still say it. 
I, I stopped saying VHS, so I'm I'm good at videotape. I just got to keep on bringing it back down to there video. you go. All those cassettes in your glove box. Yeah, we'll hit you up on your beeper. <laughs> <laughs> beeper. On my space, you later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> AOL. <laughs> yeah, you got mail. Damn, I didn't even notice that Supergirl just switched into her alternate identity without us even paying attention. What the that's hell? That's how she rolls. That's that's. See, she went poof. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> and thanks for hanging out with us tonight, Dan. Yes, sir. Yeah, not a yes, problem. Dan, it's awesome. It's good to have you. Absolutely, come back anytime. Yes, Daniel. Daniel, you should be a guest on our show sometime. Hmm. Hint, hint. Can't I've tell. got all of November open for hey. guests. So, uh, you know what I'm saying, Daniel? What are you doing, you know, what are you doing next Monday? On Facebook, Daniel, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, what it you all next depends on the weather and my work schedule. Mm. Okay. What about all next right. Monday? You know where I'm at. You just say, hey, I want to be on your show. Paramount. Kevin just texted me. He said his uh, computer died. So okay. he's not looking down right now to do anything. He just froze. Oh, <laughs> next Monday might be able to work. I'll uh, keep you guys posted. All right. Go. Go ahead of time. Well, Linda, I think it's yeah. your time. You're next on the yeah. list. Yeah, you're next on the list. Yeah. Just saw that video. Go, go, go. Linda. <laughs> go, Linda. Not oh. to put you on the spot, but go. Oh, 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 I'm next. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah, oh, your yeah. turn. <laughs> hey, it's getting late, okay? You know. No, th yeah. this was really fun. Anyway, I'm getting like slap happy here. Um, I want to thank my chatters yeah. and my viewers and everything, you know, for hanging with us tonight. And uh, on the pre-Halloween night, spooky. That's really spooky behind you, Will, all night. That was, that's really... That's cool, that video behind you. I was cool. hope it doesn't give you nightmares. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. What's giving me nightmares is that that devil mask, the demon mask <laughs> there that Scooby had on. Especially when you were right in the middle of the show and you got in there with your face and you're like, you uh, know. Yeah, I don't know why he's spotlighting me, but I was dude. like, oh, okay. Scooby's when he's got this mask on, he's got he does this thing with his tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, man. Yeah, it freaks her right out every it. time. She'll be like, "Ah, stop that!" She freaks her out. No, so it, no, it you... was no, was really scary seeing Butch with hair. <laughs> so another note: If you want to be a guest on my show, just go to ParamountUSA.com, <laughs> and it'll take you right to my Facebook page, and just DM me and say. I want to be on your show, Paramount, because you got the best show in the whole week. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> no, I don't have to say that, but yeah, just uh, let me know. We get you in. We're almost to the end of the year. And so I think in December, maybe we'll just have one of our shows like end of the year party and just all the people that are our, our guests on our show for the, you know, this whole year or whatever. I'll try round people up. For that night, we'll just figure out what night in December we want to do it. Just to thank them all for being on our show this year. Yeah, we'll have about 200 people on our show over the last four seasons. 
Detroit. Oh, that ought to be interesting. Come That's on. why they call me Supergirl. <laughs> Get it done. All right. Get her done. Uh, oh, Danny, yeah. So fun. Danny, no, Danny, I love doing it. And I love you guys. Like, you know, it all, like Danny I always say, it takes a village. And now, what, we're going on four years <laughs> you know, with the show. And every time I come on here, I learn something new. I meet new people. And I love it. I love it. You know, I just, um, you guys are awesome. And that's why I say I gravitate people that, that just have, you know, have a zest for life. They love, they love what they do. And that's what it's all about. So anyway, so then on Wednesday night, just want to fly and I can catch Jade, Jade Lear and Eric Lear on their show on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday night, be a paraglidingtalk.com with my son. Robert Michaels is your host, and he always has some really cool guests on his show. So make sure you uh, jump in the chat on Thursday. And I always put a, a link in uh, on Facebook because I'm, you know, the PR, Robert's PR. So I have double duty there. So anyway, thanks, everybody. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> all right. Everybody put their hats on and, and look down so we're all the same. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, for uh, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> I was cracking up. For for oh, Kevin, God. Kevin's still looking down. You know. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> there you go. Dan, All right, everybody. Dan, Dan put his hand like this. Yeah. One, two, three. Look down. That'd be a good. Uh, that would be it. a good uh, screenshot. Yeah. So <laughs> look down. So look down. Everybody, look down. One, two, three. We got it. All right. <laughs> oh no, Kevin's gone. Where'd he go? I can only put my hair <laughs> my face. Where'd he go? Oh man, he knows going on. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. But well, I had a good time. Uh Daniel, you want to say anything before we head on out, buddy? No, I'm oh, all right. Man. I don't have a dot com or into any of that. I've got a Facebook. Go live once in a while on uh Facebook when I'm flying. Otherwise, I just like to fly. Excellent. Check out his uh, MySpace and his VHS feed. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you uh, get to his AOL account and say, uh, you've got mail. <laughs> you've got Put mail. in the DVD player. <clears throat> hey, so you don't you don't have a dot com. Would you like one? I don't have time for that. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's fine. Everybody's I got, I got, got Time I got two dot coms I'm giving away: paramotorman.com and paramotorguide.com. Dude, you do it, Daniel. Do it. I mean, it's free, and it's free. That's right. Good sales. What am I going to do with it? You it's say, "Hey, go videos. over to paramotorguide.com, and it forwards over to wherever you whatever yeah, it's 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 to your YouTube can page forward to your, your Facebook page if you don't yeah. have a YouTube." Yeah, yeah, you go to I if you go to iFlyParamotors.com, it goes to my 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 YouTube. Go to ppggrandpa.com, goes to something else. Yeah, that so sounds like a, more work. <laughs> okay. I didn't have to do I, I tried. anything. I tried. John did everything. I didn't I have tried. to do nothing. They're worth over a thousand dollars. I'm giving away for free. So maybe we'll find somebody that will want one. <laughs> All right. Well, I had a great evening, y'all, and uh, yep. we'll see you what next week. Be yes, there, be everybody. Make sure y'all don't, um, you know, 
be nice to the children. Even don't the ones be nice that don't to wear the costumes. What do you mean don't be nice to the children? Nice to the children. No, I said make sure you're nice to the children. Oh, uh, the trick-or-treaters. Yes. Uh, Some of them are probably going to show up without wearing costumes, and maybe they can't afford costumes. You know, don't be like, you weren't even good enough to put on a costume. Don't don't be that guy. Who would do that? It happens. It no. Happens. No. Yeah. I don't believe it happens. No, 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 no. Well, maybe it, not in your town, but it happens. Hey, don't happen in my town, partner. <laughs> not in your small town? Okay. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great evening. Uh, it's 10 o'clock. Had a great time. We'll see you next week hey. on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Peace. 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 I had a blast.